test, test, test. And then I forgot. At the very end, we do uh, Rotten Tomatoes game, mm-hmm. where we guess the uh, well. We think the tomato score is. I don't know if you looked, but I didn't look. But yeah. I did just for fun. I collected like a handful of uh, letterbox reviews. Oh, okay. Just oh. about the movie. Nice. Yeah, that's good. And a handful of them mentioned a Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, okay. It could have evolved over time. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah, so I try to avoid looking at the tomato score because we have to guess. Yeah. If I if I do well enough to get to be on the Spy Kids episode, you you're the first person to ask about yeah, Spy Kids. You're, so. you're already you're etched in stone in. as far as I'm can it be done Broken Lizard style and just do all three? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Isn't there more than three? There is, but I'd say stick with the the core trilogy because mm. that's those are the ones with like Daryl Sabara and. Uh, uh, is that the dude's name? The one that's the great kid's the, name. The kid's name. Megan. What's her name? Um, Rachel something? I can't but remember. But like Antonio Banderas. And yeah, yeah, like the main kids. Because I feel like I feel like they um, recast Spy well, Kids, yeah, right? They, they did like a Spy Kids 4 that was technically just a different family. Yeah. Okay, With like okay. Jeremy so, Piven, right? I think so. And yeah. then what's his name? It's in Community? Joel McHale? Joel McHale. Is the villain Jessica Alba? No, yeah, I, I think they're they're the parents. Uh, oh, and Piven's probably the villain. Yes, that Spy Kids for Mission. Or wait, no, all the time in the world. Spy Kids that. Mission Critical is the animated TV show. Oh, okay. Um, Spy Kids for yeah, it looks like Piven's the villain, and uh, different kids. Yeah, one, two, and three are definitely fantastic. Still, Robert Rodriguez though. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did the fourth one? He did the fourth hmm. one. And probably had some sort of involvement in the TV show, too. So TV show? It was a Netflix oh. like cartoon. Not, ah. not like really a TV show. But. Got it. Uh, well, should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, hello, welcome to 2002, A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we're back. We're back. After a little hiatus. A little hiatus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been about a about a month since our big Broken Lizard episode. Yeah. 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 We uh, we had to take a little time off. I had surgery. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for uh, not unsubscribing, I guess, if you're hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. We're still, we're still doing this. We're still doing this. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we got a long way to go, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was doing the math. I think it's possible we could be doing this for the next six years. Dead serious? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm serious. Because yeah. we've at, been at our current pace. At if our we, current pace. If yeah. we ever pick up the pace, which eventually would be nice, but also who knows if we'll be able to. Yeah. Uh, it maybe wouldn't take that long, but yeah. In like the the scheme of the actual year 2002, uh-huh. how how far along are you? So we have been, we're still not done with February. We've been doing February since this January. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's currently the end of May yeah. in 2022. It, it seems like it'll only get more and more condensed Yeah. in terms of the year 2002 going onward, like when summer hits. Right. Yeah, I mean, this February, it was a pretty crowded month, February uh-huh. 2002, for movies, so there was a lot... But 
Yeah, I mean, because not only are we going to get to, like, the summer and Oscar seasons, but also there's a bunch of, like, home video ones that we've already, like, talked about doing yeah. just because it's, like, well, that's our one, that's our one, like, excuse to be able to talk about, like, certain yeah. movies. Like, one of the last episodes we're going to do is the Back to the Future trilogy because that comes out in December yeah. 02. Yeah. So... You know, it's like, that is something fun that I want to do, or yeah. we've talked about doing, but it's just kind of adding on to the total length of this, but it's fine. Yeah. Because we don't have, we don't have a plan in place for after 2002 anyway, so. Right. So we might as well just do 2002 forever. forever. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, for our listeners, uh, you can tell that we're n- not alone. We are, we are joined by a very special guest. Hi. Good friend. Micah Olson is here with us. Hello. Yeah, uh, and the three of us are all going to uh, take you to where the rainbow is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you couldn't tell what that's a reference to... Uh, well, what's wrong with you? How do you not know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the supernatural Tom Shadyac film, Dragonfly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, one of the worst movies we've watched on this podcast. Absolutely <laughs> classic. Uh, yeah, so we watched that. Um, so we were just talking about where we were like in the grand scheme of the Odyssey. So over the last several episodes, we were working our way through February 15th, 2002. We talked uh, John Q, we talked Return to Neverland, uh crossroads and hearts war and of course we talked about super troopers right yeah all those great episodes you should listen to if you haven't yeah yeah Yeah. and then on the super troopers one we did all of the or the main three broken lizard theatrical releases Mm -hmm. um but yeah now we're on uh february 22nd that's correct uh and we're talking dragonfly yeah um a few movies came out that day I yeah, was, I was gonna ask that. Yeah, I, I'm very briefly going to talk about uh, one other movie that came out that that day, which is called Big Bad Love with uh, Arliss Howard. We'll do that kind of before we dive into Dragonfly, and I'll just talk about it for a couple of minutes because it was like a super limited like indie release that I don't think anybody remembers. Yeah, but, I can't wait, but. We gotta talk about it, because we talk about everything, and I watched it, so. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's on the docket for today. Uh, what what else came out on the 22nd? Is that Queen of the Damned? Queen of the Damned and Monsoon, uh, Wedding. Monsoon Wedding. Yeah, so those are our Monsoon next Wedding. two episodes. Yeah. Is that a real movie? Like, it, it was in theaters? Yeah. Yeah, Monsoon yeah. Wedding was actually, that might actually be, like, one of the best movies we've watched for this so <laughs> really? far but we haven't yeah. i haven't, I haven't seen watched it. it yet but like it's it's pretty highly reviewed yeah, yeah. um mir nair mm-hmm. she's um okay yeah. like yeah. mississippi masala that movie's just got a criterion release like a couple days ago mm-hmm. nice yeah so uh monsoon wedding uh queen of the dam queen of the dam might have been the following week maybe like it might have been the only. Was movie. that a leap year? Was there? It a might February have been twenty ninth. Yeah, we should know this. We should. I yeah. think. You're, I think it is though. So yeah. I think, 
I think it's only Dragonfly and Monsoon Wedding on the 22nd then. And Big Bad Love. <laughs> and of course, Arliss Howard's Big Bad Love. Yeah. yeah. When a bunch of movies come out on one day, we do them in alphabetical order. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. either way, like, it would be the same order. Like, no, Queen of the Damned was the 22nd also. Oh, okay. So um, right. I, I don't think it was a leap year. Not a leap year. Because I think Queen of the Damned is our last February episode mm-hmm. that we have planned and then... And then I'll get a March schedule out with, like, We Were Soldiers. Yeah. It's one of the first ones. 40 yeah, Days and 40 like, Nights. Oh, yeah, 40 Days and 40 Nights will be the first March episode. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Shannon Sossaman. Yeah. I was oh, a nice. fan of that yeah. movie, you know, too. Um, Griffin Dunn's in it. I love, it, Gr- I love Griffin not Dunn. Not directed by Griffin Dunn, though. Right? No, yeah. no. But he, he did that thing where he kind of just showed up and lended a little bit of, like, indie credence to Yeah, to he would pop up in, like, yeah. festival comedies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, should we just... Should we chill out now? Should let's, we... Let's do it. Relax and... Uh, chill just, hour. Uh, or what did you call it, Micah? Cool, cool time. Cool time, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that'll be what we call it from now on. Cool. It's yeah, cool time. It needs, like, a theme song. Yeah. Right? <laughs> cool time, cool time. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's surf just, school <laughs> surf school or wayne's world yeah, yeah. Uh, cool time cool time cool time uh, yeah uh yeah so we'll just take a minute relax talk about some stuff we've watched uh anybody want to go first real quick yeah uh, griffin dunn i realized that was the guy that was in uh, after hours mm-hmm. yeah he's the star back yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right i love after hours uh yeah. and he's a director too was he he did one of the uh, shorts in movie forty three. Okay, <laughs> he would probably not not appreciate that's uh, the first thing. That... He has a weird career as a director. Yeah. Um, um, do you remember uh, the Meg Ryan movie Addicted to Love? Maybe you've never seen it. I've name? never seen yeah, it. Yeah, by yeah. Name. yeah. He, uh, he did. Do he that. did. He directed that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he was like I mean because he was also in um, a lot of like. Indie stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I just looked it up. He did the movie yeah. Fierce People, which I really liked. He did when Fierce I was People. Younger. Yeah, I uh, saw that in theaters. Chris Evans. Yeah, I just assumed that was like one of the Monty Python guys. Really? Oh wait, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Fierce Creatures, not no, Fierce, Fierce people. people. Yeah, it's about yeah. like the like uh, Donald Sutherland and like yeah. yuppies and stuff, and yeah. some of them are crazy. Some bad stuff happens, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, uh, Anton Yelchin is in it. And That's right. I do remember. And a, you said Donald Sutherland, right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Very big fan. Of Different movie than Fierce Creatures. I definitely yeah. would assume so. So we should go through the Griffin Dunn directorial filmography. <laughs> Might as well. Real quick before we chill out because it's a weird one. Like the first movie he directed was Addicted to Love with Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, which I've heard that movie is very strange. Uh, <laughs> Practical Magic. With he the did do Practical Magic. That's Sandra right. Bullock. The Witches? Yeah, The Witches. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I've yeah. seen all these movies so far. Okay. He did Fierce People. Didn't see that from one. From 2005. It's good. I mean, from what I remember, I was maybe mm-hmm. 14 when I liked it, but mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, you're like mid-2000s, like, yeah. indie film. So like a dysfunctional family movie, or? Somewhat, yes. Yeah. It, it's about, like, a, the, the kid who played by Anton Yelchin and his mom is yeah Diane Lane mm-hmm. they're like going through a hard time and they go to like live pretty much with the guy that she works for yeah and it's about him just kind of like getting along on his very large piece of land and okay 
uh, yes, then that family ends up being a bit dysfunctional. Okay. Got Not it. the best. But it's, I remember it being very good. Okay. And then, um, in 2008, he directed something that I actually don't remember. This movie has, like, abysmal reviews. Uh, The Accidental Husband with Uma Thurman and uh, Rupert uh, Colin Firth. Oh, Colin Firth. Not Rupert. Not Rupert Everett. Yeah. And then uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm. That's a that's a movie that has a 14 on Metacritic. So I feel like like I remember the name. Yeah. Uh, Who'd you say? Uh, when Rupert? Oh, I was thinking Rupert Everett was in Accidental Husband. He's like the. Seen my best he's like wedding, from my best friend's wedding and the family stone uh i don't know th- that's dermot mulroney yeah oh, who looks okay. like <laughs> rupert everett but he was in my best friend's wedding yeah with rupert everett really so maybe yeah that's were, why you're well i just feel like the names too are just yeah wonky uh yeah i feel like most people mix up dylan mcdermott and dermot mulroney because of the names but i could see that because they were both in uh my best friend's wedding Dermot Moroni was the straight guy Mm -hmm. that's marrying Cameron Diaz, and Rupert Everett is her gay friend. Yeah. They look a lot alike. They do. I could see that. Everett and Moroni? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a good cop show. Everett and (laughs) Moroni. On TBS. I would watch that cop show if it was just Rupert Everett and Dermot Moroni solving crimes. Who am I thinking about right now? I'd love to know. We could let you figure it out yeah he's i'm thinking of a it is the remote moroni that's in the family stone oh yeah and for some reason rupert yeah. everett yeah, made yeah, me yeah. think of him first oh okay okay yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah I, yeah I knew dermot was in family stone yeah you and i, I saw, saw that in theaters film we saw in theaters yeah. i saw that in theaters with my mom yeah mm. we saw it together yeah <laughs> the cute. two of us and it, it's a cute movie i watched it like a year and a half ago it's not terrible it's i remember it being a all right yeah, yeah. i remember yeah. not hating it oh yeah it, it, i never need to see it again but it warms your heart it probably so, holds up better than like love actually or some of those other uh like because which love you probably actually. brought up because it has the a very similar poster to love actually it does it totally does yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well and it's a christmas thing oh but, right yeah that's right but yeah, I mean, Love Actually is a movie that uh, people poked yeah. a lot of holes in over the years. Yeah, I feel like that's funny because I feel like Love Actually was pretty beloved for like a long period oh, of time. Oh, it was. And then all of a sudden... People are like, wait, everyone's horrible in this movie. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. things change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, is, it is interesting the way, like, uh, culture, as cultural norms shift, we reevaluate yeah. Yeah. Know, things like... I mean, because love actually is like a trivial thing. Like, even if you liked it, you're like, "Wow, it's a, what it's are, a piece of candy." What are some some complaints people point out about it? Um, I think like the way women are treated mostly sure. in it. Yeah. Um, uh, they, it's got a lot of stuff. I haven't really like paid much attention to it because I haven't watched Love Actually in several years. But um, yeah, I just feel like over the last like. I don't know, four or five years, I just, whenever it comes up, people are like, oof, movie doesn't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, I, <laughs> I, I, do we, I would actually love to be able to do an episode on Love Actually and why it's problematic. Now, I mean. that would be a very long episode, I feel like we could. We could do an episode on the one year pre-anniversary 
of love, actually. <laughs> oh, one year oh, before. Really, really stretching this. <laughs> stretching this. One year before it came out. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else we have to say about Griffin Dunn? Uh, uh, oh, and then, no, he did a movie 43 thing. And then, yeah. And then he just did, like, episodes of some TV shows and right. stuff. But, like, I don't know, it's weird. I would have thought he would have had, like, more of a career considering that he is kind of this like yeah sort of like beloved figure in the indie cinema world um yeah sort of like i mean because he was in like in after hours after hours and uh, after hours is still one of like the most like low-key great movie scorsese movies like that's yeah that's, that's probably my favorite scorsese movie and well no director has a filmography quite like scorsese yeah where you could explore you could explore it and like have a new favorite every time you like watch True. some of them yeah no yeah. I, I actually I, I watched the departed last night departed mm-hmm. rules it's i hadn't watched it in years amazing yeah mm-hmm. i hadn't watched it in years and i had i had already kind of like written it off a little bit in my head i was like oh it's just a boston guy movie where they yeah. play that dropkick murphy's song mm-hmm. and i'm like it's probably not as good as i remember and then i watched it and i was like no this it's is actually fucking good it, it like couldn't be more watchable yeah no, oh, it's yeah really and like because what it's almost it, it's like two hours and 45 minutes long almost yeah. two hours and but it doesn't it feel that flies by that's the scorsese magic yeah because right? he has so many movies like that like i've been I'm probably going to rewatch Goodfellas this week in honor of uh, Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that that's a three-hour movie that fucking feels feel like, like it at all. nothing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah Goodfellas no, like, and Casino are very quick three-hour movies. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, like uh, Departed, I probably haven't seen since I was in high school. And like, I knew I liked it. I knew it was a very good movie. Mm. but just never had the urge and then last night it was after I finished Dragonfly mm-hmm. I was like I, I need to watch something I know is really good <laughs> yeah so I threw it on and I ended up staying up until like midnight just finishing it cause like there's so many little just intricacies mm-hmm. that determine every movement that it's like yeah. okay this, yeah, this, I, is, this is perfect. I have a similar. Last night, I ended up staying up way later than I anticipated because I mm. ended up rewatching the Deadwood pilot. Mm. Um, nice. And I, I've watched the Deadwood pilot probably like 15 times mm-hmm. um, because it's so good. And I would say maybe like one out of every five times it leads to a full rewatch of the series, which mm-hmm. I've watched like five times now. Uh, and I'm thinking that I'm about to do it yeah. again because just every every so often I just get the itch to watch it all again. Yeah. Can I? Oh, oh, well, I guess my question is answered. Is I've I've never watched it. Oh, I know, I know you should. Exactly it's my what favorite it TV show. Yeah, of all um, time. Is it streaming anywhere? HBO Max. Excellent. They're they're all yeah. on there. But it's I also a, have the Blu-ray. If you would ever like to borrow it. It's yeah. with. Uh, is that who's in that? <sighs> Every I can, like, I can like picture Timothy Oliphant. Yes, the star. that's who I'm mainly thinking. And of. he's great. Um, like I'll, every cool actor is. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the Ian McShane show, okay. for sure. Yes, that's he's, who is I have in my head. The the guy in I that. F- I feel like all I know about Deadwood, I forget who was talking about it, but it, it was some like YouTube thing where someone was breaking down like TV shows and stuff, and specifically talks about how the creator would like write this show, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he would pretty much just like lay on the floor, 
of their whatever their studio and just like dictate each character just top of his head yeah and someone's there just like yeah typing out the story mm-hmm. and yeah david milch, milch is a fascinating guy he actually so the, deadwood was canceled um after three seasons and most people were like oh it's too soon why'd you cancel it um and then after like god how long it was like 15 16 years before the before movie? the movie and they, so hbo did a movie oh, in shit. 2019 yeah. that's actually really good for what it is yeah. um, i actually still haven't seen the movie oh I mean, i've seen the, the the whole show but i haven't watched the movie yet. yeah you should, it's actually a really nice little wrap-up to the show um but um david milch was diagnosed with alzheimer's so like a couple of years before the movie so he like wrote this whole movie like while struggling with Alzheimer's. Wow. It's pretty wild. Hmm. Um, but it's cool that he was able to get it done before, obviously, before yeah. that sort of took complete hold. Yeah, for sure. Well, what else have you been watching besides The Departed? Um, oh, yeah. In terms of movies, mm-hmm. uh, I... TV too. You can yeah, whatever TV too. you've been watching. Cool, okay. So, I randomly decided to start watching the Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm. which is far better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, I finished the first season in one sitting. I just had the day off. I just sat there and yeah. binged it. It's hilarious. And uh, eventually we'll get to season two. Um, slowly watching Better Call Saul season five, which mm-hmm. everyone was just put up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for this, I watched The Untouchables. I watched Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little list too. Um, oh, I watched Open Range. Um, oh, which I Kevin Costner directed. Yes, Costner. that movie's not bad. Yeah, yeah I love Open it. Open Range is not bad. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Similarly, it's you know it's a little long, but it's paced well enough to where it like it doesn't feel like it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I remember. I remember when that came out. I totally wrote it off as like a dad movie. It is. That's yeah. why yeah. I but saw it. My, <laughs> but I remember, like, my dad I appreciate being, like, it more now. Yeah. Movie and, yeah. But uh, no, there's like a killer gunfight at the end too. i remember like, there's some yeah i saw it twice scenes. in theaters not because i like really wanted to but i saw it i think with travis and then my grandma wanted to see it so i was like okay so i saw it twice hey, so i remember the gunfight very well my mom liked it too it's because mm. of kevin costner she loves that guy yeah uh does she watch yellowstone oh yeah they love yellowstone i've heard that show's kind of good i haven't watched it but yeah. they yeah i they thought about trying an episode it. before we did this maybe we yeah. should watch it I've heard it's okay. Yeah. There was the other show he did too that uh, Hatfields and McCoys. I watched that. I saw that. I saw that. That was entertaining from what I remember. It was all right. Yeah. yeah. It was him and uh, Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah. Directed by Kevin Reynolds, right? Yes. Yeah. Solid. Director of Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. which we've okay. talked about on this show. I was I was sampling some episodes and I, I was listening to that one for a bit. Oh, you've listened to our us talk about the Count of Monte Cristo bits and pieces. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Great. I was, I was just trying to get an idea for the flow. How, yeah, how, sure. How, how, how it would be done? Um, I watched The Mask of Zorro mm. for nostalgia's sake, and that movie is far more like violent than I remember. There's mm. some hardcore shit that goes on. Um, I haven't seen that since theaters. I haven't seen that since DVD, but. I'd recommend Pretty watching much. it again. It's a, it's, it's a very fun time. It's, was Martin Campbell, right? Yeah. Directing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who just came out with a Liam Neeson movie, right? Yeah. Memory. Memory. Based on that. Yeah. Dutch. Remake of uh, Memory of a Murderer, 
I think is what it's called. Yeah, the yeah. Dutch one, not the Korean, not the Bong Joon-ho. Not, not, memories, not, yeah, memories, not memories of murder. of murder, but... Oh, it's either memories of a murder or memories of a killer. I think it's memory of a killer. Yeah, memory of a killer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, Hitman with Alzheimer's. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And they got Liam Neeson in this one. In the remake. They could have just made it, like, Taken 5. Yeah. <laughs> Down just call instead. it Taken 5. Yeah, why not? It should have just been Taken 5 but with like a question. What, yeah, the maybe end. they were Taken? What was... <laughs> I was going to make some like poor taste jokes, but I'll stop. Uh, what was his character name in Taken? Like something very like... John like Like John... Rogers or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, all of his are, are funny. Like <laughs> Martin Harris is my favorite Liam Neeson, like post uh, uh, action movie Liam Neeson phase name. Uh, here, we'll do another. We'll do a rundown of Liam Neeson character names. This is gonna be a long episode, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Starting with memory, he's Alex Lewis. Uh, Blacklight, he's Travis Block. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Ice Road, he's Mike McCann. <laughs> uh, I'm just doing the ones with two names with a full because in the Marksman he's Jim, mm-hmm. but uh, Honest Thief, he's Tom Dolan. Tom Dolan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Are these recent? <laughs> these are all within the last like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. Even heard Bla- of he cranks these out. Blacklight and Memory both came out this year. Wow. Yeah. Cold Pursuit, he's Nels Coxman, which that's that's, <laughs> that's at a, that's least got some name. personality. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie, that's not, based on something too. It's right? based on a remake of, um, oh boy, Stellan Skarsgård movie. Uh, that's probably why he's named Nels. Yeah, then. yeah. something uh, with disappearance in the title. I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but the Cold Pursuit's not terrible. Yeah, that that was the one he was promoting when he when he inexplicably shared his oh, like yeah. racist thoughts um, you ever seen the pictures of him when he peed his pants yes yeah of course i think i've sent <laughs> them to him before that's all i think about when yeah. i think about Liam Neeson. yeah he's got a lot of them yeah. <laughs> yeah um oh and really quick in order of disappearance is the name of that norwegian in order of disappearance okay yeah uh the commuter he's michael mccauley uh <laughs> speaking of movies i saw twice in theaters <laughs> It would be funny if I included silence in this. Um, let's see. Is that took... the Scorsese one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So I have that movie. I've never watched it. I've heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You you got to be in the right mood for it. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Run All Night, Jimmy Conlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taken, he's Brian Mills. Brian Mills. That's there right. Go. Uh, I'm going to skip Walk Among the Tombstones because I think that movie is actually pretty good. I and remember, not yeah. one of those, despite being marketed as one of those. Yeah, it's it's not like him just like kicking ass for two yeah. hours. Yeah. But yeah. his name is Matt Scudder in that. Matt Scudder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, which is uh, based on like a series of novels. And there was a movie in the 80s that was a matt scudder movie called eight million ways to die with jeff bridges that is not a perfect movie but it's got a lot of charm and mm, it's got that a really good andy garcia performance yeah as the bad guy and one of the best like kind of mexican standoff scenes i've ever seen in a movie hmm. it's eight million ways to die eight million ways to die yeah i remember it uh non he was bill marks 
Was that one about a train? Uh, that was a plane one. Which which movie? Nonstop. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. an air marshal. It's a plane one. Yeah, that's that's the plane one. Yeah. Uh, unknown. He's Doctor Martin Harris. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> that one vividly. And then there was the t- Taken again. So those are those are some Liam Neeson characters. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. And Qui Gon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, that, that could bring me back. I started uh, the Obi Wan series. Okay. What do you think? I liked it a lot. I was actually thinking about watching it, which is like the first time I've approached a Star Wars thing since like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Which. When you renounce Star Wars, I famously yeah. Renounced no, Star I, Wars. I I pretty much agree. Um, I'm pretty light with my Star Wars judgments. Like mm-hmm. in my head, it's just like, yeah, space hijinks. I'm yeah, fun. That's why Solo is my number one. Like, it's just fun. It's goofy. It doesn't tie into the Skywalker story. I can have a good time. Right. Uh, no, but this is really good. Like, it's it's far better made than the uh, the Boba Fett. Series. I heard that show sucked. I I enjoyed it for the story, but you mm-hmm. can tell that they just didn't put a lot of effort into yeah. what it looked like. Mandalorian's great. I, that I feel like that doesn't even need to be said, but um, so far this is this is setting up to be pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I I mean I, I kind of was looking at it like you and McGregor and some of the other actors they got for it already are kind of elevating it above like not that there's anything wrong with just making like tv shows even good tv shows but like their presence kind of makes it feel more in line with the movies so it makes it feel more like a necessary sort of element Uh or part of it at all so i don't know like there was a little credence lent to it for that for me so that's what made me think about at least trying it who, who all is in Obi-Wan? Like, I know what's... Like, Kumail Nanjiani's in it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Flea. Flea's, Flea's in it. Oh, Flea's in it. it. He's, oh, he's, cool. He's got a little part. Um, they got... Um, Caden Christensen is back, back as wow. Vader. So, it it's around that time. Yes, it's, okay. it, it's based uh, nine years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yeah. So, it's when he goes to tattooing. But why would... Yeah, well, no, I don't know. Well, because Hayden Richardson's Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so okay. he's in the costume. It's yeah, not yeah. like he's just walking around like yeah, yeah, like Anakin. Yeah. Okay. I think I don't know. I don't think he's actually shown up yet on the show, uh, right? Well, Has he? Th- we got just like a frame at the end of the second episode ah, okay. of uh, Vader in like a back to tank. Got it. Mm. Without the helmet on, so you just see his like his scarred like white yeah. crispy face and yeah. Uh, some other people on it. Rupert Friend. Mm. Uh, Sung Kang. Han. Yeah. From the Fast and the Furious movies. Very cool. He is very cool in it so far. I mean, he's always... He's, he's usually he's one just of the pretty best cool. parts of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, Those are ones I've been meaning to watch all of after I've heard, like, that, like, six... I don't know, six and seven or seven and eight are, like, pretty cool. Six... Six, six and I seven. approve of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seven, is that the one where... They, uh, that's the last Paul Walker one, where uh, they kind of end they, his story. They use his brother. Right. That one I'm not crazy about, but the sixth one I think is pretty solid. Is, is six, that's the one with the plane, is that, the runway. Is that one just called Fast and Furious, or is that Fast I, Six? Uh, Let me think about this. Uh, so I think, so it's Fast Five. Fast, fast and six. Furious. Oh, Fast Five. 
is four. Yes. And then Fast Six. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like t- the last one. Nine? Was that nine? Because I, I think didn't they're doing s- ten. So I didn't see the space one. Is that the last? Oh, yeah, yeah, the last one they went to space. I saw the Charlize yeah, right. Theron one, which I also didn't care for that much. She's in this the most recent one oh, okay. again. Um, yeah, five and six, I think, are considered kind of the the, yeah. the, the, the high watermark. The, yeah. the... Five, I think, is where it really like goes into like Ocean's Eleven, Mission Impossible territory. Yeah. Uh, just Great trailer the for the new one. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that trailer. I, it's cool. I, I love that series so much. Should we talk about the Mission Impossible series? Should we just make this all tangents this episode? Uh, People are like, are these guys ever going to talk about Dragonfly? <laughs> Who's that's saying all they want to hear about. Our Dragonfly heads. Uh, uh, Benny Safdie's also on the show. Oh, cool. That's right, yeah. Uh, which I, thought I was had no idea about that one when yeah. I was going into it, and I saw him. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, they got Joel Edgerton back. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like, movie. Bonnie Peace, also. What's his name? Playing uh, Bail Organa. That was also... Oh, Jimmy Spirit. Smits. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, Smits is back, too. Yeah. Nice. So I, I, I saw all that, and I was like, okay. Okay, I, I might try this. So... I think you should. Yeah. O'Shea Jackson, too. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, we haven't seen him yet, but... But yeah. he's in there somewhere. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else you've watched besides that? Um, I, since it's recently come on HBO Max, I watched Us Will See Punk for the first time no. in a handful of years. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a very long time. I was obsessed with that movie in high school. And it, it, it's still very good. Uh, Christopher McDonald's in it. Yeah. Which one is Christian McGavin? Uh, he is. You know him. Oh, you know shooter him as Shooter McGavin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, everybody just knows him as Shooter McGavin. Yeah. And like, yeah, no. His. How his, much his, is his cameo? It's a lot because he does all of them as Shooter. As shooter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I was gonna say I feel like I've only ever seen him act that character, kind of similar to Leave It to Beaver too. Like I feel like his yeah, dad character in that yeah. is Walt Cleaver, right? Yeah. 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 If anybody really likes this show and they want to get us a Shooter McGavin cameo, we'd appreciate it. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And not a Joey's World Tour cameo. <laughs> no, thank you. I feel like most people are going to be like, what? Yeah. What did you just well, say? Who, no, yeah, we'll find out who watched the Twitch stream. Um, uh, uh, SLC Punk hmm. holds up. Yeah. Devin uh, Lillard. Yes. Lillard. Yeah, yeah De- Devin Saw was in it. I thought about rewatching that not that long ago. And I think I went with something else. But it's yeah. just, it's one of those like easy watches. I mm-hmm. feel like the, these days, I've seen it so many times too. that. Oh, I mean, there's something to be said for movies that I've seen a million times yeah. that I can watch. Yeah. Like, like I can throw on Back to the Future when I go home tonight and have a good time, just even though I've seen it a bunch. But. Yeah. I think for, for me, that's mostly probably Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one? I think, yeah. One and three. Are the ones I go back to. Those are the two best. My ones, man, definitely three. Yeah, <laughs> he great. loves three. It's so good. Vengeance, I probably watch more than one. Really? Yeah. I nice. haven't seen Vengeance in a long time, um, but it is great. Yeah. The scene yeah. that always I always forget about in that movie is mm-hmm. when the dude just gets cut in half by like the uh, the the barb yeah, on the boat. Yeah. The, the like the cable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that like flinging and my whole life. That. that was the first scene I ever saw from that movie. I saw it really? out of context on HBO when I was like nine. Like, 
And I saw that guy get cut in half, and I was like, what's this movie? <laughs> John McTiernan, director of Rollerball. I, yeah. I feel like episode. it was similar to the, seeing the guy getting his brains blown out in the first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the boss of the Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one that my dad just had on at like 6 in the morning. I just like stumbled in there half awake. and. Mm-hmm. Saw the guy. Your son watches this movie. I'm like, all right. That's a kind of a cleverly executed scene because you don't know that he's been cut in half until they like are dragging him away and then they kind of huddle up next to each other and then you realize, oh, he's like he's not pieces, not intact. Yeah, but you don't see the body. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, um, I have to watch three soon. I I own it. I just feel like whenever I just get to it, I'm like, no, I just gotta watch number one. Yeah, it's perfect. That's a that's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Die Hard's another one of those movies, um, like The Departed, where it's become such a cultural <laughs> thing that like I sometimes discount it. Yeah, totally. Because right? yeah. I mean, there's that whole like like annoying thing that like boomers and stuff do, where they're like, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Fight me about it. And it's like, no one's fighting you about <laughs> it. Cares. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's a great it That's fine. fine. Hey, yeah. let's, let's fight about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is such a weird, like... Will I watch it at Christmas and feel good about it? Yeah. But will I also watch it on yeah. May 29th? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel just as good about it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great movie. And it's one of those movies that I'd kind of file with Silence of the Lambs, I think. Like, movies that we take for granted that, like, everybody loves. Mm-hmm. But everybody should love them. Yeah, they're great there's movies. an absolute reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go next, or should I go next, Dan? For uh, I do. Have, I do. Have, I oh, I'm sorry, Micah. Do you have more. more? Yeah, two more. Just because it came out of nowhere that that, that, that I wanted to watch them, I didn't want to watch them. I just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Final Destination four and five for the first time. Nice. Yeah. Well, and nice about five. Five is cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. The bridge collapse. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to, to tie back into the first one. Yeah. It's got a twist plane, ending. You're like, wow, there's there's Devin yeah. Sawa again. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Everybody. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but no, yeah, like Final Destination 1 and 2, I, I thoroughly enjoy. I think they're... We're That's big, another one for me. Where's it? 3. 1 yeah? and 3. Yeah. You have like 2? Uh, no, I, I'll watch 2, but I think the best ones are 1 and 3. We watched like all of them. I made you like guys watch them years ago? for... Uh, now quarantine movie nights can i uh can i can i ask yeah each of you like your your top three deaths deaths. oh that's either either favorite to watch or like most like visceral uh i think my uh, i can i can just name one off the top of my head but it's the it's the like in three the uh the like Home Depot death scene with the, mm-hmm. with the, the nail, the nail, the nail. The yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that that's a uh, hardcore one. Yeah, and also in three, I really like the um, the the weightlifting. Scene. I was gonna that yeah. one actually scares me. Like that one actually made my stomach drop. That one, like <gasps> the the tension ratcheting in that scene, isn't like not bad for like a dumb movie. Well, because like they that. always do like oh water spills. Yeah, so like they throw you off. This is doing that, and then it's just yeah. <laughs> Like the tanning bed scene in oh, three. Uh, oh, the tanning bed scene. That's that, a good one. And three also has like the the car like fan that goes yes, into the back of the guy's head, cuts the guy's the back of his head. Yeah. yeah. The uh, highway scene in two is it's pretty brutal. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm still scared of giant like loggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. That's like uh, the one thing 
that kind of sticks with me where I, if I see a water bottle like under my, Oh, uh, always like that in my car, uh, I don't want it to fall under my brakes. So like, I, yeah. 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 That so literally happened out. in my car three days ago with Lorena. Yeah. And like my water bottle fell over and she's like, no, no, pick it up. Like I'm going to reach and grab it. And uh-huh. I was like, it's fine. It's empty. Like I'll squish it if it gets stuck. And we yeah. both knew yeah. that we were thinking about Final that destination happening. too. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the one that, I think scared me the most, especially the first time I saw it mm-hmm. was the in number two when mm-hmm. the kid gets crushed by yeah. the glass pane. Yeah. Because you have the whole scene before of him being in the dentist. Right. And like almost choking on a fish, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, he's fine. Cool. And yeah. then just <laughs> That's another one where it's like a lot of red herrings and yes. it's just oh, it was 10 minutes of build-up, and then he just gets smashed by this yeah, thing. I love, I love all those Rube Goldberg machines. <laughs> yeah, it gets ridiculous. <laughs> One of the best horror series ever. It's, oh, it's yeah, great. It's I love fun, it. It's yeah. so They're so easy to watch. Like, too. they're dumb, but they're very watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think number one kill i gotta give it up to the the bus hit from the first oh, one yeah. just because i saw Drop that dead. opening night in theaters and the crowd went in like they went because that's is that the first i think so death like, it's either her or the teacher with the knives in the burning house uh no the first death in the first movie oh, is no, the, the shower is, oh uh, fuck yeah no that one that one his, that one hurts his buddy too. in the shower um, I, I don't really remember specifics, but I remember laughing pretty hard at the last time we watched it, the way Sean William Scott died in he, that. He gets like does, half of his face cut yeah, off. The, yeah. the, the train almost hits their car. Yeah. They get out and he's like being boastful because like they survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he just it. gets like he's half like, of his head cut off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm not hanging out with you guys anymore. You're going to get me killed. Yeah. And yeah. then the train <laughs> picks up, like it hits a scrap of metal, which mm-hmm. flies and cuts part, part, like part of his head off. <laughs> it's like right at the mouth. Of yeah. Which uh, is a nice good. touch that so it wasn't like at the neck. Before but... we move on, just my least favorite one. Okay. Least Did favorite you... because. Because it's. Just dumb. It's so okay. bad. Like it, the dude that gets all of his intestines and everything sucked out of his butt in the pool. In the pool, yeah. I think that's in four. <laughs> like that one. Four is like the worst one it's by so a lot. Bad. Yeah, it's, four one, is for sure the worst one. I think that one also has the guy that gets like the the air thing to the chest, and he gets hit into the fence, and he starts falling through. Yeah, like, he gets like cubed up by yeah. the fence. I yeah. think that is the fourth one because it's like the racetrack one. Yeah. That is the worst one. Definitely. Like, the acting couldn't be worse, like, across the board in that one, except for uh, Michael T. Williams, and I'm not sure why he's even in that movie. Is that also the one with that, like, Tom Cruise impersonator yes. in it? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Actual Tom Cruise impersonator. Like, he does, like... Wait, he's been, I've, so I've is seen he the guy... On, he's actually, like, he actually does Well, it. he's done it in, like... Is, date movie, like yeah. the Friedberger Friedberg is, Seltzer. Is he the guy that does the the deep fake Tom Cruise because he looks so much like him no, it's become, no that's I think that's what so. I was reaching at to see if it was him too yeah, his name's Miles Fisher I did just yeah. remember that but yeah. um no I think he's just like played him in like parody movies oh, okay. and stuff uh, maybe he's done it like cameos or something also he's not the same guy that I bought the cameo from that oh I know that not Tom <laughs> that's Cruise. just some What's that guy's not Tom Cruise? Not Tom Cruise. He looks nothing like Tom Cruise unless he wears the glasses. Right. So yeah, but that guy was good. That guy was red light, good. green light. He did a lot of Mission Impossible quotes. Yeah. Well, I just told him just quote Mission Impossible one, yeah. and he nailed it. So 
Yeah. Wait, who were you saying was in Final Destination 4 that you were surprised was? Uh, well, it's just Michael T. Williams is in it, who's like Bubba from Forrest Gump. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Baby O from Con Air. He's just like a real actor, and all the other oh. people in that movie are yeah, he, like Lifetime. I he, thought, that's really cool. I, I thought you were saying Michael Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Michael T. But that's I, full name. I believe that's, his that's name awesome. is pronounced Michael T. Williams, even though it looks, it looks like, like McKelty. McKelty? Michael yeah. T. Williams? Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard it as Michael T. Yeah. But also, oh, I he could... had a sad death in that movie, though. Uh, he did. <laughs> he kept trying to <laughs> he kill a, himself, too. He had yeah. a sad story in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he was a bummer. Yeah. Wasn't he also in one of the Purge movies? Yeah, he was in the third Purge, which, I... is, which is like the worst. The best. Oh, no, that was a good one. Okay, I couldn't remember That's which one. election year. Okay, yeah. Okay. Is it? Okay, so Two I, is the worst I feel like I, I've had, like, a personal just, like, not wanting to watch The Purge ever, mm-hmm. like, forever. Like, the movies just, are not bad. And, like, mm-hmm. I love Ethan Hawke. He's in the first one, right? Only I'm in the not, first one. Yeah. yeah. Is that one good? That one's all right. All right. It's just kind of like a kind of like a dumb home invasion yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I would say they get actually kind of better as I think they go along. They get like, better. Like the first one's basically like funny games. The yes, totally. The second one's like the Warriors, and the third one is kind of like a John Carpenter, kind of like Escape from New yeah, York. Yeah, okay. That's, third that's one's pretty good. Um, uh, I don't think I've seen anything beyond the third. The last there, one is, was, was not there bad. just one more after that, and that was Two. like the Forever Purge one was the most recent one. That was the Forever Purge. I think there was a the oh Purge the four. first Purge. That's right. Okay, I saw yeah. that one. Which I was... think I think that one I've seen like. The first twenty minutes of, and it seemed pretty cool. It was okay, yeah. I think they're all like all right, but the third one I enjoy watching. Uh, do I need to watch the first two? I don't, I don't as as long as I grasp the concept. I think really. really. I think I if you, you read a description of what it's about, so, you're probably okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just dive right in. Yeah, there's not really. Yeah, there's but, not really too much there. But I, I a lot of people do like the second one. I didn't really like the second one too much. Uh, it was all right, I guess. I mean, they're all watchable, but, I mean, they're all, like, the least subtle movies yeah, you could possibly imagine. Like, and they're, uh, props to those movies for actually saying something, because, like, the last one, uh, The Forever Purge, is, like, all about, like, um, you know, like, immigrants and stuff like that. And, right. like, it's very heavy-handed but at least they're they're doing saying something. Something. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah and people will go see them yeah right Absolutely. i mean it's like how whatever dumb way you can convey a message to people that's fine yeah go for it i didn't expect us to get to the first <laughs> but here we are what, uh, what have you watched andrew uh i i had to pull up my list because i've watched a lot since we last since our uh broken lizard episode i've watched quite a few movies um, does anybody know what uh, Max Richter's Sleep is? Uh, the musician. Yeah, the composer. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, so, m- all right, I'll just explain this real quick. So, my son, who's about two, he recently cut out his afternoon nap. Mm. Uh, so he doesn't nap in the middle of the day anymore. Advancing. So we do like this thing called Quiet Time in the middle of the day, where I play just like kind of nice music for like an hour and you can kind of chill out and i usually put on max richter's sleep record which is kind of meant to like guide you through 
eight hours of sleep. It's Is an it? eight and a half hour album. Holy shit, that's rad. Uh, and they made a movie, uh, like a documentary about like the process behind creating it, and then also like a concert movie where they like filmed him performing it in L.A. like overnight. Like, people could... People go there and sleep. Go there and sleep and get caught. That's amazing. <laughs> they could watch if they want, or they could just go to sleep, whatever they wanted to do. Uh, and uh, so we watched that. I watched that with my son, and it was it was good. If you like his music, it's it's pretty worthwhile. Is it, it just... Is it streaming? Is it online? It's like on Mubi. Okay. Yeah. From a movie I watched on Mubi to a movie I watched on Tubi. Okay. Mubi and Tubi. Mubi and Tubi. <laughs> streaming services. Uh... A movie called Sister, Sister, which came recommended from our friend Harry. Like, Sister, Sister, like... Never knew how much I missed her. (laughs) With Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh. Kind of like a gothic thriller, love story kind of thing. Um, Set in the bayou, directed by... uh, Early Bill Condon. Bill Condon, yeah. yeah. And uh, actually pretty good. Uh, makes me wish he did more, like, genre horror thriller movies. He did, like, Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. Like Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Kinsey. Yeah. Um, uh, he's had a weird one over the last few years, because he did, like, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Right. The last Twilight oh, right. movie. I, I actually, I recently watched all, not recently, maybe six months ago. Watched all of those. Mm-hmm. All the Twilights. Yeah. 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 They're, they're movies. They're movies. I get it. I get why, <laughs> like, the, you know, people loved it at the time. Right. I can't get over the, um, the vampire baseball scene in the oh, first that's, movie. that's, that's the best part. Muse. That's the absolute <laughs> best part. That's, uh, the first one's the only one I've seen of the Twilight movies. Yeah, same. Is there one, Micah, that you would recommend watching beyond the first one? Um... Or should I just watch them all one day? Honestly, just watch them all. Like, yeah. give yourself a day. Yeah. And just do it. I can't say you'll feel, like, satisfied. Yeah. But it's an experience. All right. And they're they're at least, like, entertaining and, like, funny in, in a way that I don't think they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but still, regardless, especially seeing, like, where Robert Pattinson is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, even Kristen Stewart. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They both just work with auteurs now. Yeah. Well, they made enough money. Like, I don't know, Robert Pattinson's talked about it, where he made enough money working on Twilight he that he can do, do the projects he wants, he wants yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, which, good for him. That's yeah. cool. I'll, I'll say that there are definitely some, like, really cool, like, scenes in each one. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, the, the... There's four total. Yeah. I think it's the third one, part one of... Mm-hmm. Breaking Dawn, right? I yeah, Breaking Dawn Part Twilight, 1. New Moon, and then Breaking Dawn. There's uh, a clip. There's, there's a, one called oh, Eclipse there in there somewhere. There were five total movies because oh they split okay. the, f- the fourth book into two movies. But Breaking Dawn, <laughs> I'd say I think Breaking Dawn Part 1 is like the one that drags the most. There's like a whole like okay. honeymoon scene that's like... Probably shouldn't have been two Yeah, movies. they probably just made yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. just one movie. It was Harry Potter's fault. Yeah. Because that came out and they were like, oh, this worked. Everyone can do this. this, The studio saw the end of the dollar signs and they were like, we have to make these two movies Mm -hmm. so that we can get as much out of this as possible. Yeah. But I'd say, if anything, they are entertaining. Okay. And definitely cultural relics, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I I was in middle school when 
the books came out and the movies were first starting, like we that yeah. is all that everyone was talking about. Yeah. We we both worked at bookstores at, at the oh, time. Sure. We were yeah. we were working at bookstores yeah. when they were having their moment. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I worked the midnight release of Breaking Dawn. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. 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 That's and wild. and the last Harry Potter and book. Deathly Hollows. Yeah. yeah. And that was nuts. The the store made me be Harry Potter. Oh no! You had to dress up. I had to dress up. Oh my god! They were like, "Well, we have to have a Harry Potter." Do you have any was... pictures? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Someone probably does. So, yeah, maybe somebody does. Yeah. but yeah, some fans. So I had to be Harry Potter for that one. Yeah, what a weird time. The late two thousands. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So also I went to a theater and saw The Northman. I haven't seen it yet. Which, uh, which I liked. You saw it with Travis and we talked about it on the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard mostly good things and yeah. I've heard some people just absolutely hated it too. Yeah, I've heard some people that didn't like it. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's probably my That's least good. favorite of the three Robert Eggers movies. For sure. Uh, it's definitely like the most like mainstream like the most and yeah it, it was kind of supposed to be though right like yeah. I mean, this was his first like major like back right it's probably the only time he's ever gonna get like yeah. a 70 to 90 million dollar <laughs> budget again which i don't know that's it's probably fine if he doesn't because he's proven that he can make awesome shit on a lower budget yeah. um but yeah it is kind of a bummer that like nobody went to see it really yeah. so and it's like yeah studios studios gonna be super hesitant about giving people money for stuff like that yeah. which sucks so we can't have interesting things i guess yeah there was actually um i was watching this great like interview segment with um james gray mm-hmm. and he was talking about how studios should not be afraid to lose money by investing in like more interesting stuff because that will get people to start coming back to the movie theaters over time Mm -hmm. because people are you know it's just the big event movies and people yeah start to feel like they can skip it and things like that and i don't know it was an interesting thing if you can ever if anyone's listening wants to find the clip it's really good um but it's one of the uh, him and ethan hogg have both kind of talked about that sort of Mm-hmm. superhero because he doesn't even shit on super neither of them shit on superhero yeah. movies too which sometimes i have a tendency to do yeah. but like they're right that those have value it's just they can't be the only thing no mm-hmm. totally but also yeah. like look at i mean to prove your point like look at um uh like i haven't seen it yet but everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. like yeah that's a big deal yeah huge that thing. was a, like, everyone's talking yeah. about that completely yeah. and completely original idea like mm-hmm. it's not like a a remake or part of a series it's just right yeah hopefully it can right help things in the future it was a24 right yeah mm-hmm. yeah a24 the, the daniels a24 seems to have like like a, almost like an, a following for aesthetic reasons Absolutely. like people no, like totally. a24 movies uh-huh. because they're a24 movies which is so interesting to it me yeah um, even though I mean I like most of the stuff that they put uh, out that I see, but like yeah, but some of the horror stuff does kind of have a house style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they kind of like the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would like to see uh, everything 
I'm sorry. Everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once. All at once. I think yeah. it's coming to rental soon, oh, okay. so I'll probably watch it because I've been thinking about watching X, which just came. Yeah, to that rental. one I heard was was pretty solid yeah. too. I, I liked it quite a bit. That was uh, Ty West. Ty West, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I saw Ambulance. Oh, you and I watched should. it with Travis, a movie that I was oddly looking forward to. Because of kind of what we were just talking about, like a movie that's not like a franchise movie. It's just like a standalone like action movie. But it's got the Bayhem. Yeah, it's uh, a extremely Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it, it almost to the point of parody at times. <laughs> uh, and I've got no problem with like super bombastic Michael Bay. Yeah, action. No, totally. Uh, I would consider Transformers a comfort movie as well. Like I can just okay. put it on and. <laughs> He hates Transformers. Fall asleep. I do. I but... think I was 12 when it came out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's I, right place, right no, time. Yeah. No judgment. Uh, but I, I've got no problem with his brand of action. However, I have a huge problem with his brand of humor. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. I can't handle his comedy. And I think there was just too much in Ambulance. Uh, More than I was expecting. Yeah. Honestly. Too much Michael Bay humor for me. Um, which is why I hate. Painting game. Well, yeah. There's yeah. like the scene in Ambulance where they're listening to like Sailing by Christopher Cross. Sure. Like yeah. to like calm themselves down. And, and I'm like, okay, I like that song in its weird way. It's mm-hmm. like a corny little Hades, you know, um, yacht rock song. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I, it, I, it just took me out of it. I was just like, I, I don't want to be watching this anymore. <laughs> this was like two hours and like twenty minutes. Yeah. He can't if he made if he made a movie like that that was ninety minutes long. Yeah. I would probably like him a lot more. Yeah, I just like I like stuff like The Rock and Bad Boys One. The Rock, not Bad good. Boys Two though. Yeah, Bad. <laughs> the like I just said, too much too much comedy in Bad yeah. Boys Two. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Boys 2, another movie that's like <laughs> three gotten, hours long. Yeah. Oh, that, it's also but got also like gotten like reappraisal. culturally reappraised. Yeah. And like people are like, yeah, I miss when they made movies like Bad Boys 2. <laughs> and I'm like, everyone hated Bad Boys 2 <laughs> yeah. when it came out. What like, happened? Bad Boys 3 came out and they're like, oh yeah, it takes me back to the good old days when movies like Bad Boys 2 came out. And I'm like, did all you critics forget that you hated Bad Boys 2 <laughs> in 2003? Yeah. And that, like, Bad Boys 2, it's got... Or Bad Boys 3 has, like, a very high tomato score, I believe. Yeah, it's like, certainly positive. Yeah. I can't say I've seen any Bad we Boys. We didn't like 3. No, I didn't We saw it in theaters pre-pandemic. That was a couple months before, right? Yeah, something like that. Or, like, a month uh, Like, before. January was, of yeah. 2020. Yeah, it was yeah. very... Um, uh, all right, where'd, uh, where'd you leave off? Okay. Because I have and, and, I have a lot to get to also. Oh boy! Because oh I've been I've been at home all all the time. <laughs> Very long cool time. Okay, and then uh, speaking of uh, Sam Raimi, I watched uh, a Simple Plan. We were talking about uh, we Doctor Strange. About Somebody yeah, said yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange earlier, so I watched a Simple Plan, uh, which I've seen many times, and I really like that movie a lot. That's a great one. Have you ever seen a Simple Plan? I haven't seen a Simple Plan. You should watch it. Kind of a. Kind of a Coen Brothers kind of style yeah. movie, but uh, when they also have don't, don't they have a simple man? That's a uh, there's a serious man. A serious and, man, but then there yeah. is a simple man, right? 
there's a simple plan, <laughs> which I just said. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, what's the Colin Firth one? Um, I think that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, what is the Colin Firth one? Um, a single man. A single, single man. man. Yeah. Okay, okay. But no simple no man. Simple no simple man. man. <laughs> that's a, uh, was that a Leonard Skinner song? Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Simple Man oh, wow. is a yeah, fantastic nice, movie. Uh, nice. Or Simple Plan is a fantastic movie. Um, Nice little cast. Uh-huh. And I recently rewatched quite a few uh, Brian De Palma movies. I watched The Untouchables, which we'll probably touch on later because we're going to talk about Kevin Costner. I watched. We will talk about yeah. Kevin Costner. I watched the uh, De Palma documentary, also nice. produced by A24, which is uh, really good. Directed by Noah Baumbach and Jake Paltrow, I think. But that's good. And... Uh, I can, this would be a good segue for you, Dan. Uh, I watched, uh, Carlito's Way for the very first time. I, yeah. uh, I too have we never watched... seen Carlito's Way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know it's how great. that's one of those movies I've never seen, but watched it for the first time this year and I loved it. Yeah. 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 A we, plus. Uh, I picked it for our movie night, uh, because none of us had ever seen it and it's one we had talked about wanting to see and, uh, yeah, we all liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, way it's way better than Scarface too, because it's I, De yeah. Palma yeah, you know and Pacino what? again. I'm, I'm not a big fan. No, of I, I don't like Scarface. I don't like it. It's too dorm room movie poster. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not actually very good. He does that terrible. Like, there's tons of terrible accents in that movie. And his accent in Carlitos is not bad. <laughs> it's. it's I mean, not it's a, good. It's but a it's, choice. It's, like it's. It's Interesting. Certainly what's he, less what's he offensive. doing in that one? He's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it more just sounds like kinda like a New York guy for most yeah. of it. Yeah. And he does like uh like an occasional like lisp. Yeah. It, but it, he's actually great in that movie. It like, really it's works. One of yeah. one of his best performances, I think. Yeah. Um, one of De Palma's best movies too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which yep. he did right before Mission Impossible One. Great run. Yeah. Nice. Because he did Untouchables before that, right? Quite a few years before that. That was eight, like eighty seven, and then he had like a few nineties. Would, would, would that oh, be Blowout right before and, Untouchables? No, Blowout was early eighties. Yeah, yeah. But like early nineties, you had like Raising yeah, uh, Raising Kane. Okay. And I think sure. one other movie, but I'm not thinking of it. We went and saw Blowout for the anniversary last year. Yeah. In I, theaters, I saw it for great. the first time four or five months ago yeah because I, I think i blind bought it on criterion a few years ago and that was it was it was probably some youtube video just like talking about movies um but i think it was about like movies that are remakes but not exactly yeah yeah there's, there's blow up and blow yeah. out which they're not really alike at all aside yeah. from like minimal concept ideas yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah no i mean i like blow up a lot too but blow yeah. Up was yeah i think better definitely but yeah. Solid. Because in the De Palma documentary, he was like, yeah, I kind of want to do something that was like, blow up the conversation and kind of had to do with JFK, which is like a pretty good... Felt like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Those are all the ingredients. All right. So I watched Carlito's Way. Mm-hmm. I watched Ambulance, both of those with you, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, we felt pretty similarly um, about both. I didn't mm-hmm. really like Ambulance. 
I watched Dragonfly, which we'll get to after <laughs> after all this. I watched that too. Uh, for it's, our, it's coming up. I promise. <laughs> for for our charity our charity Twitch stream, I watched nineteen eighty three made for TV film Cocaine One Man Seduction, which is a uh, uh, after school special starring Dennis yeah. Weaver as a real estate agent who starts doing cocaine so he can sell houses better. It's a real cool movie, Micah. You should watch it. It's, it's on YouTube. It. It's on YouTube with no ad breaks. Wait, it's, it's great. called it's Cocaine... One Man Seduction. Cocaine One Man Seduction. It's a it's a really good time. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor's randomly in it as like a cokehead dentist. <laughs> uh, James Spader plays his son in it, who's like surprisingly not... He never does drugs. In no. fact, he's very anti-drugs in yeah. the movie. Which I... I always think of Spader from, like, less than zero. Yeah. So I think of him as being, like, a addicted drug to drugs. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, so then I went to the hospital, and these are the three movies I watched in the hospital. I watched A Bronx Tale, the Robert oh. De Niro movie, was on. Uh, it was... I didn't really care for it all that much. It was all right. I I've guess. never seen it. It's mm. I don't know. It's I don't know. The kid that the kid that they cast is De Niro's son does look like De Niro's son. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched because of the lack of variety on my hospital's TV channels. I watched Moneyball and Draft Day twice each. <laughs> 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 because they just kept airing up and there was like nothing on i didn't want to watch food network because i couldn't eat oh, so i didn't yeah. want to like watch people make delicious looking <laughs> food so i was like well i guess i'll just watch fucking moneyball again uh and oh, don't get me wrong you know those are great those no, are no they're both good they're yeah. both good those they are just, similar movies they are similar movies. <laughs> yeah. one i think is a dumber version of the other <laughs> sure yes draft day is definitely the dumber one I was going to say Moneyball is the dumber one. That is a joke. But, um, yeah, Moneyball is very good. Draft Day is definitely, like, uh, something I have personal affinity yeah. for, more so than most people. Uh-huh. Um, so I watched both of those. Um, I've also watched, let's see, I'm just going to go through the movies and then I'll tell you some of the TV stuff I've been watching because it's a lot. Um Let's see. Uh, we watched Tiger Claws last week together, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, that's a... Oh, I forgot to mention that. Jalal Merhai, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, 1990s... Uh, martial arts. Martial arts movie. Cop movie. Very, Solid. Yeah. Not very good one, in my opinion, but it was watchable I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know. I watched the new Scream, 2022 Scream. Oh. Why? Um, it, that, that one's just Scream. Just scream, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't shoehorn a five for yeah. the S or anything like five. Cr- five cream. Yeah, five cream. Uh, I thought that was all right. It's pretty yeah. all right. It was better than I initially thought it would be based on the trailers when mm-hmm. I first saw them. Um, I, I think I maybe liked it a, just a touch more than you, but it. I still wouldn't rank it like super high on my scream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of funny that they. That they acknowledge, like, the existence of, like, art house horror movies and stuff, like Mm -hmm. the A24s, and, like, it ends with the Babadook line, which I won't spoil any context (laughs) for that. But, like, they they acknowledge, like, Hereditary and all these other movies that exist. Because that's that's what's happened in horror since the last Scream movie. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I can't believe how much Jack Quaid looks like uh, Joshua Jackson. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just kept throwing me off. I do was you, like, wait, that's not Joshua Jackson. Micah, do you know who Jack Quaid is? I know is? who Jack Quaid is. I'm a big fan of The Boys. I was going to say he's on The Boys, yeah. which I haven't seen. But you said Joshua Jackson? Yeah, Pacey from like Dawson's Creek. Okay. And uh, uh, Charlie from Mighty oh, Ducks. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, at least in that movie. Like, I've seen Jack Quaid and other stuff, but in, in Scream, I was like, God, that just, he looks so in, much like... Incredibly similar, like, face organization. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then today, and these are just movies, I have a few, like I said, a few shows as well, but I rewatched The Wild Bunch, and then I rewatched A Perfect World today. Hmm. Um, a Perfect World I watched for... Our Costner talk today. Yeah, Rewatch for our Costner talk. We're gonna talk about Costner. We are going to. Hey, we we need to talk about Kevin. Uh, we need to talk about <laughs> Kevin. Cost. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I've also watched like a bunch of TV stuff. I've watched a lot of baseball. That doesn't count. But uh, I watched the new Kids in the Hall, which I thought was like pretty good. Not amazing. Like, like a like a reboot series. It's a new series. Oh. Yeah, they're back too, and it's surprisingly like. You know, I mean, I think my fear is that with anything like that is that it's going to be like legacy ruining or whatever, yeah. you know, like, no, yeah. they should have just stayed away. And it's not that it's, yeah. it's pretty good. There's a handful of sketches. Like it's like most shows where not all sketches hit, but, um, it's pretty good. Yeah. I also watched the documentary on them that's on Amazon as well. Oh, yeah. Comedy punk, I mm-hmm. think it's called. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty good. There's a moment in there that's, like, really sweet and touching and then, like, really funny at the same time. But, like, they're talking about when Scott Thompson had cancer. Mm -hmm. And Scott, like, comes in all frail and Bruce McCullough, like, like, sees him looking, like, terrible. And uh, he, like, he goes and he, like, cuddles him Mm -hmm. on the couch. And it's very sweet and Bruce McCullough's crying and he says, don't worry, you're not going to die. Mark's going to die. <laughs> and it's just a funny thing yeah. because it's like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I guess you got to see it. But right. it's just a funny little like deadpan line in yeah. in that moment. Um, yeah. Uh, I also watched some Tokyo Vice as well, which is pretty good. Yeah. I've still only seen the first two episodes of Tokyo Vice. That's with... Uh... Um, Ansel Elgort, Elgort, yeah. yeah. And and not Watanabe. a fan of him, no. but <laughs> for a lot of reasons, haven't really like yeah. touched on it. But he's kind of all right on the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not bad. Uh, you know, it's just too uh, bad. It's yeah. Him. I mean, we're Michael Mann uh, man heads. Yeah. So man lovers. Michael Mann uh, man lovers. Uh, Michael Mann, like that was kind of one of his, one of his projects was yeah. that show. He directed so the first episode. Did, for sure. They did the first episode and I think like had been working on it. It's kind of the way he did with like Miami Vice the show. So yeah. Uh I mean there's other stuff I've watched bits and pieces of, but that's But that's a pretty good. That's a sampling, sampling. of everything I've been yeah. watching lately. Uh do you want to talk about the baseball games you watched? Since we're like, this episode's full of tangents. Wait, actually, how, how, I don't, I really like baseball. But I don't watch it. Yeah. How, how far is the season in right now? Uh, and I was joking, and now you're like, uh, we're like two months into the season. Okay, that's right. Now, so, yeah. Solid. Who's your team? Uh, Minnesota Twins. Hmm. Nice. My dad's from Minnesota, so. Yeah. So I I'm a fan of Minnesota sports teams for better or mostly worse. 
I'm a fan of going to the Dodger Stadium and having I would nine beers and four hot dogs. I yeah. would kill a man for a Dodger Mom. dog right <laughs> now. You have no idea. <laughs> okay, uh, last time I went, it was right when quarantine was like when they were first bringing back that you can go to the games. Yeah, yeah. Went with my family. What was the were the stadiums like? Half capacity it at was, the time. Yeah, it's and that it was. was so, I went was to one game like incredible. that. And it was weird. We yeah. were maybe five rows from the back, directly next to third base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was like ideal. Yeah. Um. And I, I couldn't wait to get a Dodger dog. Like I, you mm-hmm. know, we we got some shots. We had some beers. Whatever. I was like, okay, I, I have to get my dog right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I show up. I get the dog, and they're just straight up like, "Hey, sorry, we don't have any condiments." Oh no! You gotta eat it dry. <laughs> there was there was nothing like because obviously like they couldn't do the self serve ones. They didn't trust yeah. people. And yeah. Then they didn't have just like packets. Huh. Mm. And like some dude next to us was just like, "Hey, here's I have some mustard." So I just had like a dog, long ass dog with like one thing of mustard all the way across. And, like it was still okay, but like, yeah, but it was just, just a, so sad, just a, yeah. a dry dog. Not dog. being able to put like relish and stuff Everything, on it. What yeah. what's, what do you put on your hot dog? My what's hot your... dogs are normally a good amount of mustard. Okay, I, I love me some mustard. A nice strip of of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have access to like any cheese sauce or chili. A lot of it. Okay. Otherwise, a nice dabble of relish, just like kind of mm-hmm. plopped, yeah, plopped throughout. So yeah. like each bite has like one dollop yeah. of relish. Yeah. How about you. Uh, I mean, this is gonna make me sound so basic, but I like ketchup and relish. Just the two of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I do mustard, but um, I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a very big mustard. I'm fan. pretty similar actually. Like I do just probably one line of ketchup, one line of mustard, and uh, a lot of relish. Yeah. Yeah. Relish is more relish my than anything favorite, else. Like hot dog. I'll have to try some more relish soon. So, I mean, I, I just love pickles. I just so. remember being afraid of it when I was little. But <laughs> yeah, I pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I was just a straight ketchup only yeah. on a hot dog thing, which is a classic kid thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would try, like, onions or something. Onions are sometime. amazing on a hot yeah. dog, definitely. Onions are great. I, I eat onions every day of my life. Probably. Yeah, do our listeners let us know what you like on your hot dog? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great dragon. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, I've been listening to this for like an hour and ten minutes and they haven't talked about Dragonfly yet. Well, um, to be fair, I don't have too much to say I, about honestly, Dragonfly. Honestly, I feel like that's the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a lot to say about Dragonfly. Yeah, no, watching this movie made me realize that this, this is, it's, there's not a lot, not a lot to say. Yeah. In a, in, a, in a pretty long runtime, Dragonfly has a pretty big runtime. Yeah, and uh, not a lot happens. No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> but oh, are we are we are we starting? So before we do Dragonfly, I'll just really quickly talk about Big Bad Love. Oh, so, right. oh go for it! Sure. Yeah, it's just because we have to hit every two thousand two movie. So um, yeah, yeah, someone's really holding the gun to our heads, forcing us <laughs> to do this. Somebody's tuning into this for just Big Bad Love. Arliss uh, Howard is. Yeah. So uh, uh, Arliss Howard uh, is an actor who you uh, may know from. Uh, he played Cowboy in Full Metal Jacket. He okay. was the bad guy in The Lost World. Yeah, he, oh, totally. Yeah, okay. I he, have the exact person. Uh, yeah, he owned the Red Sox and Moneyball that we've talked about. Uh, and 
I feel like I should probably mention this show because the show I really liked when it was on that, uh, much like Deadwood, got canceled too soon. Uh, a show called Rubicon. Does anybody remember Rubicon? That was I do. On, yeah. Uh, did you watch it? No, I never saw it. I it was on it was, AMC, right? It was on AMC, like, right after Breaking Bad in, like, 2009 or 10. Uh, and it, it, like, started out strong ratings-wise, and then just, like, nobody watched it. Uh, James Badgedale. James Badgedale was oh, in it. he gets killed in Iron Man 3. James Badgedale? Yeah. He gets uh, his chest blown out. Oh, that's right. I did see <coughs> Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, Iron Man 3. But that's just a, a pretty good, like, kind of throwback to... He was in Departed. Yeah, he, w- he was in Departed. I was going to say what he did, but I feel like that would be a big spoiler to anybody yes. that hasn't seen it. He kills somebody in The Departed. Um but, yeah, Rubicon's just, like, a really good, like, kind of conspiracy, like, a very slow burn conspiracy thriller, kind of like, uh, like, The Conversation and uh, Three Days at the Condor, like, that kind of a thing. For sure. But I think it was just too slow for people, but it, I thought it was pretty solid. And, yeah, it got canceled after, like, eight or nine episodes. Arliss Howard was in that one. But uh, anyhow, Arliss Howard's the star and director of this movie, Big Bad Love, uh, where he's uh, a uh, Vietnam vet who is an alcoholic living in the South, and uh, uh, he's also a uh, struggling writer. Like, he's, like, trying to get a book published, um, but not having a lot of success, and he's also you know, trying to get in good graces with his ex-wife and trying to work a lot of different odd jobs. It's very much like a slice of life kind of thing. Uh, But uh, it's, like, okay. Like, I could see David Gordon Green doing a much better version of this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's just too many scenes that were, like, overly surreal. Like, there's a lot of scenes, like, that take you out of it where it's like in his head like like he's like sitting in his house and he just starts like getting rained on like that kind of thing like oh this is supposed to show you how he's feeling it's symbolic but then it's like right, right. but there's like you're, way too much of that a little bit too in the movie and I'm yeah like, i can't this is too much of this um so that's that's basically what it's about just this guy's life um just style choices i didn't totally agree with mm. so i'd give it like a c c minus probably c minus cool yeah dan were you listening to that yeah i was <laughs> i just look over to dan he's like scrolling uh, i was scrolling cool i was i was scrolling through the big bad love imdb i'll have you know You're looking at your phone uh well that's my individual report on big bad love Great. So we can cross that off the 2002 list. Okay. Yeah. See, proof that I was on Arliss Howard's <laughs> filmography. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's Big Bad Love. Not great, not terrible. It's a movie. Uh, a lot of people probably didn't see it when it came out. Uh, like I said, I think it got a very limited release. It was probably like at our local art theater. Sure, I can see then. that. Yeah. 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 So, 
Is, we can is just dive right time? into Dragonfly. It's the moment oh, everybody's man. been waiting for. So, who uh, who saw Dragonfly in theaters? What's everybody's relationship with this movie? I didn't see it in theaters, um, but I'm pretty sure my parents did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this came out around the time, oh yeah, 2002, of like the DVD, like everyone's buying DVDs. So yeah. Like, my parents were collecting a very large amount of DVDs. This was one, brought it home, and it became like a family movie uh-huh. night type of movie. So I, I've seen this a lot of times, although I mentioned earlier that there was something that I had to tie in that I mistaked about with this movie, is that I actually confused a lot of this with the Mothman prophecies. Uh, yeah, they're very similar. Which I assumed we would talk about at some point how similar this movie is and to the Mothman prophecies. It didn't hit me until I was watching it. And I started reading some letterbox reviews that I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm combining like mm. some really cool good parts from Mothman into, into this to where yeah. I'm, I'm like putting credit from that movie into Dragonfly. Yeah. No, watching this, you want this, a lot of the stuff that happens in Mothman <laughs> yeah. Prophecies to happen and in this, and it doesn't. No. <laughs> that I, I've maybe seen two times. I haven't seen it recently, but I yeah. remember it like being fairly solid like just well and they came out very uh, close within like a month month, yeah yeah because we just did mothman yeah and i feel like in my head i already confuse richard Gere and (laughs) kevin Kevin costner (laughs) yeah maybe because of my mom or they're like they're like actors that like moms like a lot yeah Uh, yeah totally definitely my mom i was my grandma for sure mm -hmm. i was ready to put knights and rodanthe on my Mm -hmm. Costner, my Costner list. And I was looking through his thing. I was like, "Wait, where, where, where is this at?" Yeah. But he's in Message in a Bottle. Yeah. Which is another is that also Nicholas Sparks? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, But I'm going to admit, I went through a huge Nicholas Sparks phase. Mm -hmm. Like Notebook, Walk to Remember, Dear John, The Choice, and uh, I read a bunch. Yeah. In in middle school. And so when Nights with Anthony came out, that was one that me and my mom went to go see together. And like, you know, yeah, it's Diane Lane and Richard Gere and it's mm-hmm. sappy and ridiculous. And I probably haven't seen it in over 10 years, but mm. I was ready to put that on there just to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Costner. But, but he I, wasn't in I it. I was wrong. And I, 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 I was wrong about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not what you were expecting. Not, not what I remembered or thought yeah. I remembered, but yeah. Uh, the thing I always thought was weird about Knights in Rodanthe, I've never seen it, is that it was a, it was a a, a repairing of the Unfaithful stars, yes. which is oh, like yeah. an Adrian Lyne yeah. erotic thriller. Much different thing. <laughs> Very different. Like, I was like, I've already seen them in a much different kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we could do this. Is this yeah. a prequel? Yeah. yeah. Ends differently. Well, I would assume I've never seen Knights in Rodanthe either. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it ends the same way. I think, I think one of them dies. Yeah, that uh, happens in that most happens Nicholas, in Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. Almost all of them, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something about the end of Unfaithful, but I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't uh, who seen cares? Unfaithful. It's, Andrew, that movie. <laughs> How old is that movie? <laughs> it's 20 years old now. Yeah. yeah. Was that 2002? Yeah, we're going to oh. cover it. Yeah, I guess, don't I guess, say too much. Save I guess it, maybe save, save it. it then if we're going to be talking yeah. about it soon. Yeah. So. It's not the cost, though. No, not the cost. It's the gear. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, but theaters. Um, yeah. You didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see it in theaters, but yeah. I mean, I was seven. I don't think my parents would want to take me to see something like that. Probably, yeah. Whatever. But then we watched it at home, and like I remember thinking it was so cool and like spooky mm-hmm. and crazy and. Yeah. There's always the scene of the kid like, <laughs> like. Waking up. Waking up out of the, yeah. the, the hospital. <laughs> in the operating room. Yeah. yeah. That was one after, thing I saw in a after lot. After he flatlined. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of Letterboxd reviews, it was just like, I remember the trailer showing that scene. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Which, uh... And that's like the only... Which I'll talk about. That's like the yeah. only kind of, like, scare that comes up. But, yeah, no, this is my first time watching it in a very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. And it's long. It's too long. And it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw this in theaters opening night. Same night I saw Super Troopers with my dad. We saw Super Troopers and then Dragonfly. I feel like you should have reversed it. If you uh, had the option. I think there were less showtimes for Super Troopers if oh, yeah. memory serves. Even though that was you had 20 to, years you ago. You had to make it work. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, that was another one that was a, a family movie. Super Troopers? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I did see Dragonfly in theaters, and if I remember correctly, it was sold out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, sold out showing. Interesting. Yeah. Did you, Dan, did you see this in theaters? I, I didn't see this in theaters, no. You I, saw, I it. saw it, like, on cable once a few years later. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I remember reading the reviews. It got terrible reviews. Uh, I do what remember, I can remember that, yeah. Um, I haven't looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score yet, but, um, yeah, I remember seeing it get really bad reviews and just being like, nah, I don't need to see that. <laughs> and then I didn't see it. So, yeah. And then eventually I saw it on like cable and, yeah. uh, I remember not, not liking it, but it was also not a movie meant for like a, a 13 year old or whatever, yeah. you know, I, like I feel or like 14 it's, year old. It's 15. meant as, Parents, like, yeah, movies. it's more of a parents like movie. Older, I don't want to say old, but like middle yeah. aged, yeah, crowd, middle aged crowd, circa I, like two thousand two. Yeah. So I, I do think this movie has like a bit of an identity crisis as to like what kind of movie it is. The, uh, the concept isn't bad. Yeah, it could have been something pretty cool. Potentially, potentially, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, it, tonally, this movie's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because it doesn't really want to commit to being, like, a supernatural thriller. Yeah. Because it also wants to be, like, part Patch Adams, which is another Tom Shadyac movie. Yeah. And then also, Tom Shadyac is, like, a Christian, and there's, like, weird Christian that, undertones that, to That bleeds through. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh. Like, the whole conversation with the, the girl that he, that... In, in the beginning, when there's there's the girl that tries to commit suicide, uh-huh. yeah, there is a, a quote. Yeah, pulled. Uh, he says, "I'm interested in people who want to live tonight." Yeah, and like that he's shit, a, he's a total dick to her. That shit is yeah. so cold. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, dude, what the fuck? And to yeah. me, I watched that scene recently, and that totally felt like it could have been from like some faith based movie. Yeah, like, like oh, this is the skeptic at the beginning of the movie, and, and then, then he has the conversation with her. And he's just like, you know, he's like denouncing heaven and uh-huh. everything. And then the priest walks in and he's like, well, hey, yeah. you got a rebuttal. And it's like, yeah. All right. Yeah. There's no way hey. like you're not going to change your tune by the end of this movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Knowing what the movie's about. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and what is the movie about? Should we say what the movie's about? 
sure, I guess. His uh, pregnant wife dies in what country? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, she dies in like a, a bus a accident? Bus, uh, yeah, the bus... Uh, there goes a landslide. So it's like a and yeah, her, her bus gets hit by a landslide. Yeah. In the and they fall into a river. Yeah. His wife, who is also a doctor, who is delivering medicine to... She's a pediatrician. Part of the Red Cross. Yeah. She's, yeah, and she was super pregnant. Uh-huh. Seven, that, which is, seven months pregnant. Which is a important note. Yes. Uh, for the end of this movie. Uh-huh. And then uh, she, didn't, she wanted to go to Venezuela to do, like, humanitarian work. Yeah. He didn't want her to go. He was mm-hmm. like, no, you're too pregnant. You can't go. Uh-huh. And she's like... Try and stop me. And then she goes. And then she dies in the bus accident. Uh, she was a pediatrician. He uh, is a an... pediatric oncologist, right? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. like, yeah. Cancer, cancerous kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, or kids with cancer, not cancerous <laughs> kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, distinction. That my head, like, <laughs> you cancerous kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, and then he's he's like the head of emergency services. Correct. Yeah. At yeah. Chicago General. Yeah. I think is the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and so she dies, mm-hmm. and uh, he's working himself to the bone, right? Yeah. He, he's so, he's so, just trying to lose himself in his work. Yeah. Kathy Bates is telling him not to. Yeah, his <laughs> yeah. neighbor, Kathy Bates, who... <laughs> for some, like a five minutes of total screen time. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, if you're going to cast Kathy Bates in this movie, make her like a wacky spiritual yeah. person. Yeah. That's... Not, when, when she showed up, I was like, oh, she's going to be the one that like tries to get him to believe the, in something yeah. and she's not she's just like she's the straight yeah straight woman she's like i can't believe you you've fallen you're falling for this yeah. elite kind of character well, let me yeah. take care of your bird she's like joe that doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> like, that's all she's <laughs> <laughs> essentially all she says yeah. uh, why that's, a, why that's all so... anybody says to him yeah, yeah. They're like no that didn't happen yeah that's not I'll, real I'll get to how I feel about this movie's like structure and what like what really happens in this movie because mm-hmm. it's not that much. Not no. a lot happens. No, in this watching movie. it, I kept thinking like I thought there was like some really really cool shit that <laughs> no, goes on. No, that's but... the Mothman prophecy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so in short, yeah, he's a grieving widower, and yeah, he tries to kind of lose himself in his work, and then he starts basically getting messages from his dead wife. From beyond. From beyond through uh, her patients that are like flatlining. Not, not technically her patients. R- just her children her... or kids who have been close to death. Yeah. Because that from... was one of the whole things that makes him believe it was the kid who was in a coma. Yeah. Never met her. And then is like, I know you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's and right. He's, he's drawn the... the, the... Yeah. Curvy cross. What's the word they use? Squiggly uh, cross. Wavery cross. <laughs> I didn't know wavery was a word. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what this movie's basically about. It's a, it's a ghost movie. Yeah. Uh, what I like to call a... Uh, a gwub. A gwub. A, a ghost with unfinished business movie. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you like to call... 
movies that? Well, I, I like to call movies ghosts with unfinished business movies, but Gwub is just something I came up with. Because <laughs> okay. it's famous, famous yeah. to call movies Gwub. Some, some top films that fall in that, the Gwub category. Uh, well, around this time, uh, I would say, like, uh, What Lies Beneath, which is like okay. a couple of years before this, yeah. which I think you wouldn't have this movie if it weren't for What Lies Beneath, because uh-huh. that was like a huge hit. And obviously The Sixth Sense. I would say this movie is 100% like a post-Sixth Sense. Oh, you, this movie would definitely not exist without, without yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a boom. Like yeah. a, a mini supernatural thriller boom. Because yeah. even Mothman prophecies wouldn't yeah. have happened without Sixth Sense, even yeah. though it's not yeah, like quite movie, the same Movies either went like The Sixth Sense route or The mm-hmm. Matrix route. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a solid yeah. amount of time for those. Because you, so you had The Sixth Sense... In 99, huge hit. What Lies Beneath in 2000, huge hit. And then The Others in oh, 01, yeah. okay. which I think is one of... Right. Yeah, that movie's pretty good. It works. Yeah. One of the earliest examples I could think of of like... That and I guess What Lies Beneath of like PG-13 supernatural movies where they put like the big scare in the trailer mm-hmm. to kind of hook you. Yeah, the others, What Lies Beneath, where, like, Michelle Pfeiffer turns into the ghost. Yeah. She, like, leans in and she turns into the ghost of the other woman. And then Dragonfly was kind of similar, another PG-13 ghost movie, where it had, like we were talking about, the kid who the wakes kid. up from yeah. the, the, his flatline. And then, that's kind of only it. That's, like, the only... Yeah, and then I think that kind of segues into the... Uh, American remakes of Japanese horror films because The, the Ring, Ring comes out, The Grudge, another Ghost with Unfinished Business movie, and then that movie's scary as fuck, bro. <laughs> the Ring is pretty Spooky. good. That's a yeah. that's a movie we're gonna cover. Yeah, we're gonna cover that. Wait, that was 2002. Yeah. Oh my uh-huh. god. Wow, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after The Ring, you got obviously you got The Grudge, like One Missed Call, Pulse, like scary movie all three. those. Yeah, Scary Movie Three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like those Japanese, uh, like, American remakes of Japanese horror movies kind of dominated for a while. For a long time. Dark Waters? Dark Waters, yeah. I feel like it was until... Dark Water. Paranormal. I can never remember which is which. (laughs) The Mark Ruffalo movie from, like, two years ago. (laughs) The Teflon movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, that movie's good. Yeah. Uh, And the original Dark Water is also good. I've never seen the one with, like, Jennifer Connelly, the yeah. American one. But, but yeah, I feel like they're all kind of connected somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that that was, like, the dominating theme for horror movies for a while until, like, Paranormal Activity came out. Yeah. And then you yeah, also had, yeah, like... And then they the, went into found footage and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, found footage around, like, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horror movies, more than any other genre, really go through trends yeah. Yeah. and like copycat. Yeah. We're, in, we're in the A24 era now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then somewhere in the mid aughts, you had like the mid to late aughts, you had the, the torture stuff. Mm. The, yeah, hostile. The saws and the hostiles. Hostile. Yeah. 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 Um, wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan of that era of horror. No. For, for a bit, I was a big fan of the Saw series, and then I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of all there is to that. I just kind of stopped being like, okay. Just... The Hostels, I think, are better than the Saw movies for sure. I've never seen the third one. The third Hostels yeah. or Hostel? 
which was direct video, right? I think so, and like, I know it, it, it. It's based around like a poker game or something. Yeah, like it's in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, I don't care for the hostile movies. Some of the first two were at least like entertaining. Yeah, they do some interesting stuff with like you know, turning tropes on their heads, kind of. A guy gets his 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 little yeah. peener chopped off. Yeah. Some fucked up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Roth would say. Yeah. Guys want to see some fucked up shit. <laughs> Eli Roth fan, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Dragonfly. Um, so, what, should we just dive into the, like, the plot? Like, what did, uh, what stood out to everybody from, like, the first, like, act of this movie? First, like, 20 minutes. Because the first... So, his wife dies right at the top of the movie. Immediately. In kind of a It's got a really awkward cut in the beginning. Yeah. During the credits, right? Yeah. He just jumps in, and he... I wrote it down, too. He says... Didn't write it down. Didn't write it down. But all I wrote was, don't tell the cost about his visa. Because he just, like, it cuts from the credits into a scene, and he's just like, yeah. don't tell me about my visa. I need I need to get to this place. Yeah, because he's, like, tra- like, it cuts right in the middle of the, the action. Like, yeah. he's trying to get to Venezuela to get to his wife. And it just felt awkward, because it was like, credits, that one scene of him just mm-hmm. being like, don't tell me shit about my visa. Yeah. Right back into the credits, and it's like, what? The first yeah. time I'm seeing of this guy, what's going on right now? Yeah. Like, I'll get into this a little bit more, I guess, as we go along with the plot, but I think that this movie's, like, super disjointed. Like, I think what you needed was, like, the first 20-ish minutes of the movie to be, like, about him and his wife. Yeah. Like... That would have been great. Like, her dying in the bus accident should have been, like, at the half-hour mark. And then, like, you get 20 minutes like, of Like, maybe, maybe start it with them... Like a little montage of them being together, finding out they're pregnant. Uh-huh. Things go on. Some trouble happens because she wants to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. She goes. And then, yeah. Yeah. We get into that part. As I learned from the featurette that I watched, <laughs> Costner read this movie as a like a love story. And I think if it's a love story, you gotta have... That doesn't come through love. at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have the love there. You just get, like, flashbacks. <laughs> the of, wife like, dies. Of, like, his hands are, like, on her back. Yeah. Like, the, you can put the movie in, and she's dead yeah, right away. immediately. Yeah. Uh, Costner, also too old to be a first-time dad in this movie. That's strange. Yeah, like, no, He's for almost, real. like, 50, This I was think, the first time I thought time. about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back then, it didn't seem weird, but now that I'm older, and, like, I am a dad, I'm like, wait a second, I'm much younger than Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, let's see, Susanna Thompson, who plays his wife, his wife in that, was born in January of 58, so she would have been... What, like, 44? My mom yeah. had four kids. I mean, yeah, you know, if you have kids late, that's all good. But Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It just, I don't know, it just, I, don't know, I guess I guess maybe what the movie's trying to say is that they're busy doctors who haven't had time in their lives mm-hmm. until now or whatever. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, because I don't know yeah. if you've ever met a, I don't know about you guys, but I had to talk to a lot of doctors recently, and you kind of realize that they put their social skills on hold because they spend their entire lives studying to be doctors. Because I've had some real awkward conversations. With, with Ran into some bad bedside manner. Yeah, I told you about that. Oh, I, yeah. I won't. I won't. I'm yes. not going to tell it on the podcast. Not but, on uh, air. 
but yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like, dude, learn how to learn how to speak to a human being like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your in your MD school, pal. Yeah, because I will say the main character in this movie, uh, Joe Darrow, is that his name? Doctor yeah. Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe, I wouldn't want to be friends with this guy. No, no, no. Those scenes where he's like. At meeting his friends at the bar. Dude, yeah, he's so he just like, no, I'm gonna leave. Like, what yeah. you said was true about me. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. just like, dude, we were fucking wrong. He's like, no. Nah, yeah. Right, he just walks out. It's like, bro, you're yeah. fucking why, why do we keep inviting him again? Yeah. Yeah. He just us down. Fuck this guy. Like, I know he just lost his wife, but he was always just a sad bastard. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, just getting back to how this movie's just kind of awkwardly structured, like, the the middle like i don't know hour or 50 minutes of the movie it's just like essentially the same scene over and over yes. again mm-hmm. in different ways and like it starts when the stupid dragonfly paperweight falls off the, yeah. Yeah. the like table or yeah. whatever it's just like a series of like something, the same happenstance something spooky happens and he's like it's a sign. Huh. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> tells someone about it and they're like that didn't happen. And, and then like, okay <laughs> and every time, like, one of those spooky scenes happen, those happen, it is immediately followed by a scene where he is telling a buddy of his what happened. And he completely recaps the previous scene. Like, there's the scene where the paperweight falls, mm-hmm. and it guides him... Where does it take him to? The paperweight hits the ground, and... Well, that was just the first time he had noticed it. Because he was telling his doctor yeah. friend about it, and he was like, uh-huh. yeah, this paperweight, like, it weighs... Yeah. However, my oh right, paperweight, it's a paperweight. Yeah, and he's like, and it's a dragonfly, and that's you know, like, yeah. That, like, like we her, didn't get that it totem. was, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. didn't get that it was yeah. spooky. He has to tell Ron Rifkin this one scene later. Yeah, Ron Rifkin, uh, in way too little this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw Ron Rifkin was in it when I was gonna rewatch it, and I was like, oh cool, Ron Rifkin's always cool, yeah. and uh, he's in like two scenes for like thirty seconds total of screen time. Yeah. Real cool character actor, Ron Rifkin. Um, they even put him in the fucking trailer, and I'm like... Yeah, well, they put a scene in the trailer that's not in the movie. Like, yeah. where they're playing, like, racquetball. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, where's this racquetball scene? Yeah, that's hey, all I want to see. Give me more Rifkin. Um, Rifkin with Rifkin. <laughs> racquetball with Rifkin. Um, yeah. Rifkin and uh, racquetball with Ron Rifkin. Uh, Ron Rifkin, do you do you know who he is, Mike? Yes. He's yeah. the DA from LA Confidential. For sure, absolutely, yeah. The... Uh, He's a major character in The Negotiator. Just a guy who shows up yeah. and stuff. A, a lot, lot of 90s stuff, stuff yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the whole middle of the movie is just like... Well, yeah, like, tying on to that, like... So, yeah, he meets the first kid, uh-huh. where that's the kid that, like, it's kind of faked out for a second when his dad comes in with the bald spot thing. and yeah. He's the first one who's like, no, I, I know your wife, like, yeah. She said to tell you something, and he's like, tell me what? Like, so I don't know. Yeah. So, like, Dan was saying, he buries himself in his work, and he starts, uh, like, going to his wife's uh, cancer patients yes. to keep an eye yeah. on them. Check on her Check on kids. her patients. And a lot of them have been flatlining, I guess, recently. And, uh, <laughs> as yeah, one, as yeah. probably happens in I the I feel like it's like, like 9 out of 12 were yeah, like, deceased. Yeah, like, wow, all these kids oh, yeah. are flatlining. That's um, well... Dr. Emily's not there to yeah. take yeah. care of it. Um, they didn't reassign their cases. Yeah. They went to go. Um, <laughs> um. 
So they, they're too cancerous. So, Nobody yeah, likes being around yeah. those damn cancerous kids. So they, you know, they temporarily die and they see their former doctor, Emily, and then they report back to Kevin Costner that they saw her. That's that's what happens for... The one scene that just made that, made me realize how long it was, mm-hmm. was a second kid. Yeah. The kid that was in a coma. Uh-huh. And... It, like I remember watching the scene and I, I looked at Lorena, my fiance for, mm-hmm. for viewers. I, I'm getting married. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Um, but the conversation is pretty much just like the kid's like, yeah, I saw a rainbow. And he's like, uh-huh. a rainbow? And the kid's like, yeah, a rainbow. <laughs> and he's like, it was a rainbow? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw her in a rainbow. And he's like, how do I go to this rainbow? And he's like, I don't know, but it there's, was a rainbow. Like there, it, that, it went on that is, like fucking fifteen minutes. This movie minutes. in a nutshell. And yeah. I was, I sat there like, like, and this, also this why, scene could have been two lines. Yeah, and why are there two kids that are essentially the same character? Give the give one yeah. kid everything. One, one like kid, one kid could have done that. Whole, yeah, one kid. They should have been like one signature kid, a la yeah. like Six Sense yes. or something. Yeah. Who's like the the connector. the go between? Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. What, like that's what felt weird because this all that whole conversation was yeah. just. It was a rainbow. Oh, yeah. a rainbow? Like, it, back and forth. I was like, if you they talk about rainbows a lot in this if movie. You say yeah, in a way that makes no sense. One more time, I'm yeah. going to fucking lose it. But. Like, I know that Dr. Joe is a skeptic, but I think he just has to face facts that something supernatural is going on, and he just has to use his brain and figure out what is happening. Find the fucking rainbow, yeah. dude. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's a rainbow. Yeah, or maybe, like, if the the Joe and his wife stuff was a little bit longer, she could have been like, oh yeah, I've got this one patient I really like that I've been keeping an eye on. Yeah. And have that kid Absolutely. be the kid with all the, the expository dialogue. So I think what we're getting to is we're just going to remake Dragon Yeah, we'll remake. We'll <laughs> do it. Into an actual good movie. We'll do it right 20 years later. Yeah. People will be like, what movie? <laughs> <laughs> the remake like, hey, you've guys, been waiting for. We're finally going to fix this. Yeah. We know you've been waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, this movie did get remade, though. What? Uh, uh, Bollywood. Bollywood, right? yeah. Really? Hindi language, Hindi language yeah. yeah. Which is a theme with a lot of movies we've done on this show. Yeah, because we did um, Raz, which was a Hindi language remake of What Lies Beneath. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then there was a movie called, I can't remember what it was called, but I think Shadow was its like translated name mm-hmm. that was a remake of Dragonfly. And then John Q, which we talked about a couple episodes back, also had a Hindi language remake. Right. Yeah. How yeah. cool. This is... This it's got some sort of a legacy. Saya. I mean, the the whole, like, Bollywood, Hindi language yeah. film industry, like, blows my mind whenever I think about it. It's this whole other, like, cultural thing that, like, most 90... I don't know, 5% of Americans? I don't, I don't Yeah, I, Who knows? But, like, a ton of people have no kind of grasp on on this whole, like, there's so many films that come mm-hmm. out. And, like, occasionally, like, today even, like, I was on Twitter and I guess uh, a singer, an Indian singer died. And I click on it and it's just all these tweets about, like, what a huge deal he is. And I'm like, I've never heard of this guy, you know? Like, it's just... Um, 
It's very interesting because <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of countries that really have their own like Another entertainment you know, industry completely. like yeah. that, like that produces yeah that many films. Obviously, throughout. every country you know has their own filmmakers and stuff, but like they're basically that, that volume, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's very interesting yeah um so there was another there was a remake in this might, movie might. that i think came out a year later might came out in 2003 it. i think um but yeah so the whole i don't know like the whole first hour hour 10 minutes of this movie like not much happens it's just the same thing over and over like it's yeah. really i feel like it's really not until he he figures out what the cross means. Yes, but or, I feel like even before that, when the bird freaks out, the bird like that's yeah. the scene. My note yeah. just says it's a fucked up looking bird. Mm-hmm. Is he old? I don't know anything about the bird. I'd rather know more about him than anything else at this point. Like, yeah, he's all he's all patchy, <laughs> patch Adams. Yeah, I, I don't Dom Shady. I couldn't tell if it was a dummy, but I rewatched the scene where the bird fell over and he like yeah. slides on his back. Uh, yeah. How the fuck did they do that? <laughs> yeah. That, I was so invested in that specific thing. I was like, wait. Needs bird, more bird. That bird fell really hard. Yeah. How'd yeah. they get him to do that? Yeah. I mean, like, for for a chunk of this movie, it's basically just him asking uh, Kathy Bates to watch the bird. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> while, like, he, while he does some dumb shit. <laughs> my big takeaway from this movie is that he can't take care he of He needs to rehome that bird. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, did, got... they, did they ever give it a home at the end? Like, I feel like at, no, after they... it got sick, they just stopped talking no, about it. No, Kathy Bates took it to the vet, and that was it. They said, he's fine. Like, and then, that was my first thought, was like, was it given to someone? Is there, is there something <laughs> with that? Can someone tell no. me? Like, where's this bird at now? Yeah, like, Dr. Joe is so preoccupied with his own shit that he can't take care of this bird at all that was his wife's favorite pet this, it's a majestic like a majestic beautiful bird yeah and he just couldn't care less about <laughs> like this bird. I, yeah like con- continuing i feel like the main focal <laughs> points of all the spooky shit should have been the one kid the first kid uh-huh. and the bird yeah yeah and like every scene with kathy bates ends with him saying take my bird can you walk take care of my bird or just do <laughs> yeah. something for me like <laughs> show my house for me there, yeah. There's one scene where he goes back to his house mm-hmm. after she was taking yeah. care of his bird, and then he's like, wait, can you keep watching the bird? And then he <laughs> leaves again. <laughs> yeah. And she's somehow just like, all right, I guess <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, would this guy even be a good dad? He can't even take care of this bird. <laughs> well, maybe things would have been different if, if she hadn't died. Maybe, but... but... It does seem he like he's taken bad at prioritizing. Better care of that bird. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like a good bird. Yeah. Big bird? Sure. Uh, good name. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, the middle of the movie, it's just him trying to piece together the clues that his wife's leaving behind. Because uh, all the the flatlining patients have seen this squiggly cross that she shows the kids and wiggly like, cross wiggly cross Wavery squiggly cross yeah oh, okay. curvy cross uh, what yeah do you do? which resembles her birthmark no oh. the birthmark is a oh the birthmark her dragon. birthmark that's right yes the yeah, wavery okay. cross is i was getting my the, stupid symbols yeah the waterfall yeah. yes which that's because right. you don't means waterfall on a map right after all this he says the line i could go on a white water trip <laughs> see what i've always wanted to see white water <laughs> I get fucking the moment he said yeah. that I was like bro come on yeah 
And then he, like, there's those scenes with his buddies at the bar where they're like, let's go on a white water yeah. rafting trip. Yeah. <laughs> See the oh, white water. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with anything in this movie? <laughs> I mean, obviously, bother... like, it has to do with... His development. Yeah. Uh, Did it bother you guys at all how the lights were off when he was just chilling in his house? Like, he's looking at the map for the trip yeah. and the lights yeah. are pitch black. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's supposed to be like he's in a deep depression or whatever. He's he's losing it. My guess that's what he's throw some rain on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One thing that did make me laugh during that whole little section where he's like trying to figure everything out and he's like getting deeper and deeper into this is he's. just redrawing the squiggle cross. Oh my god! Like and just over throwing and over it in the trash and throwing in the trash, <laughs> and then it pans <laughs> the down same thing. to the trash can full of papers that I'm assuming are just filled with the him same drawing, drawing the squiggle cross. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he hoping to accomplish? I, I had the exact by redrawing this cross over and over. Like, did you forget what it looked like after the past 48 times you've drawn it? Yeah, it's it's like an underdeveloped, I think, attempt at showing. <laughs> that he's losing his mind <laughs> yeah you know but it's it, not, it doesn't really track yeah. yeah i feel like a better version of this movie would be like uh, like most of what dragonfly is just like condensed down to 20 minutes and then yeah. there's more of the husband wife stuff and then at the end it's the venezuela stuff yeah i don't know if that would be a good movie but it would be better than this i feel like no i i feel it like a good portion mm. to developing their relationship, her being pregnant, dying, yeah. supposedly, or yeah. the thing happening, some of the spooky shit, and then to Venezuela and just let him like find the place on his own. Like, yeah. Well, if you're gonna have an hour plus of of mystery, mm-hmm. it you need to make it either spookier or like <laughs> or more mysterious. More mysterious. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's just the same thing happening. I knew over and over. like I'm not trying to like say like I'm oh I'm so smart. I yeah. knew where this movie was going. The but when I was a kid, guy. I knew where this movie was going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I knew essentially what the ending was gonna be. Um and then there's the stuff with uh Linda Hunt, the nun. Yes. Mm. Completely Which, unnecessary. My you could have cut that scene from As soon as I movie. saw her, I, like, I didn't remember, but I was like, oh, shit, she might do some weird, creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Let's see. My only note, it says, uh, Sister Madeline equals Lady Proxima, who is the main bad lady in Solo in the beginning. Oh, right. okay. And then I just have in parentheses, Linda Hunt. Yeah. She voices Lady Proxima. She's like oh, a big, okay. like, worm creature. And you and I probably associate Linda Hunt Mostly with Kindergarten Cop, right? Yes. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then younger people would probably think of her as the Incredibles character. Yes, mm-hmm. she does is, Edna Mode. Yeah, right? which is made to look like her. Made, yeah. And mm-hmm. voiced by her, yeah. Yeah. Her stuff in this movie didn't need to be in the There's movie. There's nothing. No. No, I mean, like... Like, the mention of it... Yeah. Yeah. But actually going to see her, like, there's, there's nothing that it ties to, like... I mean, it's... I think a lot of those movies from that time period, the, like, spooky movies, have a, a go-to-see-a-priest yeah. scene. Like the Mothman prophecies. And it, I think I think Tom Shadyak was literally just mm-hmm. like, well, like, we gotta check all these boxes. <laughs> For real. And that's why that's in there. Yeah, we need an expert. Because, yeah. like, re-watching it, I didn't remember fully what she did, so I was kind of hoping for some, yeah. like 
you know, like poltergeist, yeah. this house is clear type beat, but... Uh, uh, but all she really, like, tells him is that, yeah, you... Things happen. Yeah, you can temporarily die and see heaven for a minute and then come back to life. Which he should know by now with yeah. everything he's experienced. Heaven is for real by Colton Burpo. <laughs> right, Colton Burpo. <laughs> to tie it back to a previous episode. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then he eventually realizes what the squiggly cross is because his river rafting pals. Um, <laughs> That's in the legend. Yeah, yeah, who is it? Matt Craven? Matt Craven's one of them. He calls him and yeah. he says, this thing. It's like a wavery cross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a waterfall. What? My favorite, Matt Craven. Uh, he's just a, a guy that is in a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, it's always nice to see him show up. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's the, the map symbol for a waterfall. And then he, uh, Dr. Joe, looks at the photo of his wife mm-hmm. in, his, in Venezuela and sees that she's standing in front of a waterfall. So then he's just like, well, I got to go to Venezuela. And that's the last like twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he he gets he gets like a local to fly him mm-hmm. over to. I the I feel area. like that guy too is in a bunch. Oh, that's a uh, bunch of movies. That's Jacob Vargas, yeah. who is uh, uh, Manolo from Traffic. Yes, and I also know him as Joker from Next Friday. Uh huh. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is Joker from Next Friday. Oh, yeah, count the green and get in between mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> the movie I, I saw okay. next Friday before I saw Friday. And I was like, oh, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, funny note, yeah. Jacob Vargas is in Heaven is for Real. Oh, okay. The movie. <laughs> All right. Golden Burpo. As long as he's getting paid. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for any actor who has to do those faith-based movies. Yeah. I mean, it's you never know if they want to do them or if they have to. I always assume like Topher Grace had to do yeah. that one, but I don't know. Guys like not. Corbin Burnson and stuff like that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but he was also in. I just remembered because I looked it up too. He was in the Luke Cage Netflix series. Mm. Jacob Vargas. Yeah, I've never I feel watched. Like that. That's most recently that I remember yeah. seeing him. In. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is, uh, he's Costner's pilot slash guide yeah. to go back to Venezuela and show him where the bus accident happened and is also trying to protect him from the local government and, well, and I there's feel like, like a uh, tribe. I, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Tribe. I feel like it's more so to keep people from going into that tribe, but then he's just like, fuck it. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do this shit. Like, yeah, he doesn't. He's not allowed to go into the village, right? Um, but he does it anyway. Yeah, which is a, a <laughs> bad, a bad white man, imperialist passage. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. That, that was definitely a focus of a lot of the letterbox reviews. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this ending is just a little bit weird. Like, yeah, why did he's he, like, fuck you. This, I'm gonna do why it. Why can't he just do that? Yeah, just this middle-aged white khakis guy. Yeah. Just doing whatever he wants. Just jumps into a river, yeah. gets stuck in a bus, gets dragged Just out, like, and then says, fuck it, goes into a village. Mm, yeah. And... Dressed like Dr. Quinn. Nice yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to take it back a little bit, uh, when he does confront Linda Hunt at her school, and he, because he's trying to track her down, and he sees her, like, on the, the playground or whatever it is, and 
what's her character name? Like, uh, uh, I have her right here. Oh, Madeline. Ma- right? Sister Madeline. Sister Madeline. Yeah. He's like, Sister Madeline! And <laughs> she's totally freaked out by this guy. Yeah. And uh, she runs away and he chases after her. That I thought was <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty funny. <laughs> Just him scaring this nun for no real reason. Uh, but, yeah, in Venezuela, Jacob Vargas takes him to the site of the bus accident so he can figure out whatever he wants to figure out well because he doesn't even tell them a reason right like he like there's the scene when he's like looking out the window looking at when they can first see the bus accident yeah and like it zooms into his face like slowly Uh, as yeah as if we know of him saying like that's my wife Mm -hmm. my wife died down there yeah but other than that i don't think we're ever given a reason as to why he's like he's going on vacation to look at stuff i think well his motivation i think he is it ever hinted in the movie that he thinks that she's hum like somehow still alive? Like I think so. Like I feel like that's kind of. I feel like that's that. kind of what. Yeah, he's but it's never. Hoping, that's what he's, it's never explicitly for. said because yeah, otherwise right. I don't know why he'd be motivated really to go there. Right. Um, no, but but that's the thing is like they make this whole scene as if like he's doing this just for like a vacation. But... Yeah. Why is he going to this very yeah. specific well, he, location? He like tells everyone and... he's going on vacation, yeah. right? And then he, but he's actually going on this like quest, yeah, yeah. to solve this supernatural mystery. Um, <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> um, and then he uh, he sees the the waterfall, right, and the rainbow, and he's yeah. like, "This is the place." And, and then he just bolts. He but just... that that's after he jumps off of the cliff and gets stuck in the bus. <laughs> oh, I thought it was before. I thought, they're, well, what they're standing there. What for made a while, him jump off the cliff? He sees the bus and he's chilling. Oh, he sees for the bus in the water, and then he gets yeah. pulled back out. Yeah, by that Jacob Vargas, J- Jacob yeah. Vargas's character. Who I can't. And they're standing name. there, and he. That's when he sees the like the second time he sees the waterfall because that's what makes him jump off the first time too. <laughs> and he sees it and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going for it," and just. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fucking like angry walks in, in a movie where it's just like a bunch of scenes that are like the same version of the scene that happened. Yeah, it. Uh, but yeah, so he he sees the bus, he jumps off the cliff, dives into the bus, which sinks For further and reason. further yeah. into the water. Right? Why, why are you fucking going? So we have a scene where he's like in a drowning bus, and he's just sitting there, just becoming more <laughs> submerged. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then. He, uh, like, he temporarily dies, right? I mean, I think that's... I think, because I did put a note that says, (laughs) classic 2000s montage scene. Yeah, baby. Because it just just throws back, like, multiple scenes we've seen throughout the movie. Yeah. Within, like, two minutes. (laughs) Like him, uh, uh, like, talking to his friends. Yeah. (laughs) Like... I think you see the kid coming up out of the bed again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bird was talking. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, we just saw this stuff. Uh, Remember this? Yeah. So he gets his it's spooky. Now. He's he dives into the bus, goes into the bus, gets his foot jammed, yeah. like under the bus seat, and he can't get it out. The bus keeps sinking. He's submerged. He starts to drown, and he keeps really trying to get his foot out, but he can't do it. And then he. I'm assuming temporarily dies and his wife comes to him. She calls him. Yeah, she yeah. calls him and 
says to him, oh, this is really what happened after the bus accident. I survived and I swam to the local village and the villagers helped me deliver. Or no, they don't go, she doesn't go that far. He doesn't know about the kid. He doesn't know about the kid. She's just like, I I survived the initial bus, bus crash and the villagers may or may not have nursed me back to health. Right. Uh, which, if she could tell him that then, why didn't she tell him Just that? Just tell like, him everything. At the beginning of the yeah. movie, instead of leaving little clues and squiggly crosses. and Before I'm able to read some of my favorite reviews <laughs> on Letterboxd, there was one that just said, this whole movie could have been one email. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no, nah, you, yeah. This this all could have just been just packaged yeah. up. One message. Yeah. Jew. Our baby is in a village in Venezuela. <laughs> like, yeah. Go get him. My, or go get her. My man, I'm not going to make it. There's, yeah. there's our, our baby. Yeah. Go get it. I'm dead. Baby's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. See ya. Uh, for some reason, when I was thinking about it, do you remember that early 2000s AT&T commercial? The, uh, the Baba Had a Baby, It's a Boy? Of course. I see. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Make that my name <laughs> whenever I have to sign up for fake names all the time. <laughs> that's I don't even know if that's AT and T. Is that what it's, it was? No, it was one eight hundred collect. Oh, yeah. one hundred collect. Yeah, that's what this reminded me of. Like you have a limited <laughs> amount of time to leave, leave yeah. a message yeah. from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, I had a baby. It's in the village. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I had a baby. It's in Brazil. Bob, we had a baby. Eats a boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah, yeah Joy had a baby. Yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he has this vision. His wife tells him what he needs to know. And then Jacob Vargas saves him before he drowns. Yes. Able to pull his foot out very easily. Yeah. After he's there was so much. Rough. We didn't even see that. I feel like it, it yeah. just shows like him getting lifted out. Yeah, he just kind of pulls like an awkward angle. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, okay, he's being saved. Yeah, cool. And yeah, they come to the shore and they're at the village. Yeah, and then that's when he just runs into the village. Yeah, he just takes over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then and they're like, no, you can't do no, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the villagers are ready to like. Kill him. Ready to fight, ready to kill him. And then he, uh, and then he pulls, a pulls out a picture of his wife. Yeah. Look at this photograph. Yeah. Nickelback style. Yeah. 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 It's like, have you seen my wife? And <laughs> and they are like, uh, well, they're not like, oh, yeah, we know like, her. Yeah, we know her. <laughs> uh, they should have said so. They talk amongst themselves in their language, and uh, they're basically like, they like nod and they're like, yeah, follow us. Uh, and Dan, do you want to reveal the big ending of this movie? Uh, they couldn't save her body, but they saved her soul. They saved is her soul. what they said. Yeah. Uh, and then the the baby's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a uh, twist. Yeah. Yep. She was seven months pregnant, but the baby's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. Maybe she lived for like well, two th- months. Well, there or? was a scene like at the beginning of the movie where he delivers a baby prematurely, like at seven months, so you know, like... Oh, wow. I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, I caught wow, it. very clever. I caught a couple of the other... <laughs> Not like, clever, <laughs> no. A couple of the other, like, foreshadowing yeah. scenes, but I didn't, I didn't... Some real bad foreshadowing. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Like, thematic foreshadowing and just like... <laughs> so bad, I couldn't even catch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool, I guess, that they were able to deliver that baby prematurely, but yeah. I feel like 
So that's the big tough. the big twist of this movie is that that's what it was all about is the he getting his him wife to was, their baby. Yeah, taking him to the baby. That's the end of the film. That's a movie. It'd be cool if she just kept haunting him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, I'm still the here. paperweight just yeah. falls off. He's like, God yeah. damn it. How long have we been dealing with this? Leave me alone. <laughs> just a shitty job with this baby as you are with my bird. Kathy <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> Bates just ends up taking care of the baby, too. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Say, so, hey, take my baby to the vet. Baby yeah. has like long blonde hair at the very end, right? Yeah. So I, the, I remember that free froze that like free freeze frame freeze frame. Yeah. Forever. The yeah. When I saw it, I was like, "Whoa! I've seen this a million times." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well. Yeah. So that's Dragonfly. We just went through the whole thing. Any other things that? Well, should we rank Costner before well, we move on to final? Before judgment? that. Oh yeah. Sure. I'm going to read a couple letterboxes. Yeah, read some reviews. That's cool. Sure. Uh, this first one, this is what made me yeah. want to do this. I read one and I was like, wait, mm. this, this could be I, a good I should idea. also really quick say that I wanted you to do the Dragonfly episode because you are the only person I've talked to in the last 10 years that even about what this movie. Is. That even, <laughs> the only conversation I've had about Dragonfly was with you, with any like anybody I've, I've talked to. So. Oh, we've what, talked about Dragonfly. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only other person besides yeah. you is... I'm, I'm honored. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, I was a bit nervous, but I feel like once I got in here and... Oh, yeah. Sort of it's relaxed not, and talking, yeah. it's just... Oh, yeah, I mean... It's fun. Yeah, we've been talking for a long time and just about nonsense. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but no, this was the review that made me want to just write some of these down to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, Dragonfly, more like dragging this film into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who, who wrote that? We should probably give them credit. Oh, shit. I, oh, oh, that's okay. Well, okay, we don't have to give them credit, but yeah. if you wrote it... Just look up. This yeah, one, I, sorry. This one yeah. I think I, I'm pretty... I can confidently say I know who wrote this one. Mm-hmm. It says, watched for my podcast about the cinema of 2002. 2002, A Film Odyssey. <laughs> oh, you found that review, huh? <laughs> That's mine. Yeah, I, I don't, I try not to give away my thoughts. Yeah. Not that anyone would really yeah, care. Yeah, but like, like. But just in case. Yeah, I just do it, and it's like I can also just post a link, too. Yeah. So it's like if anyone stumbles across that review, and they're yeah. like, well, I gotta hear a three-hour podcast about Dragonfly. Well, yeah. have I got good news for you? Uh, this one felt more uh, relatable to my experience with this movie. Mm-hmm. It says, "This felt like a movie that my dad would watch on a Sunday and then trickle into my room and say, you know, Logan, you're a great kid." <laughs> I saw that review. Wistfully, yeah, and then walk away. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that review. That, that made me chuckle. Yeah. Uh, similarly to the. First review, this one says, Dragon walk, not fly, to this middling drama. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one just says, they gaslighted Joe like crazy. <laughs> they kind of did. Like, yeah. Every time they brought up anything, they were like, bro, that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah you're wrong. You're Get full of it. shit, pal. I still don't like Joe at all. No, no, no. Joe's an ass. <laughs> There's no likable people in this whole movie. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, I, this review? Mm-hmm. Might beg to differ to that. Oh, really? Oh. This says the parrot was clearly the most That's, interesting. Ah, thing yeah. That's true. The parrot. Yeah, Big Bird did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
this one, after I watched it, made more sense with some parts. It just says, my grandma made me watch it with her. Nice grandma moment. Very, very bad movie. Turn some lights on for crying out loud. <laughs> Kathy Bates, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, that is one of the worst things about this movie. It's an egregious waste of Kathy Bates. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. She Not only does she not play the type of character you would assume Kathy Bates would play, but also she's just like... Why is she even in this? <laughs> she just been like a supernatural like misery. She sh- yeah. She should have been the like expert. Or I don't know. she had the wife <laughs> chained to a bed. Yeah. With yeah. broken ankles the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Bates doesn't do anything. Terrible script for Kathy Bates. She's better than Billy Madison. Trying to think what she is in Billy Madison. She's the mom. Oh, Billy oh. Madison. Wait. Oh, uh, uh, the Water, Water Boy. Boy. Water Boy. Yeah, I know yeah. my bad. Yeah. Foosball. Yeah. Yeah, foosball. That's right. Uh, I was trying to think what was she in Billy <laughs> Madison. Uh, those are all pretty good letterbox reviews. Yeah. There wasn't that many. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I, really? I was because I was looking at letterbox reviews for it also, and it's not like a popular movie. No. Uh, on there, why. surprisingly, but also it's out of print and mm-hmm. not on any streaming platforms like do you mm-hmm. want your copy back I have it uh that's andrew's right copy that's, actually oh, that's I'll proudly my copy and you know what it's all yours are you sure <laughs> you yeah. can have it right. yeah yeah we were gonna please do a, we were gonna <laughs> we were just gonna give away all, a lot of the dvds we got. yeah yeah we got that one used copy and we all had to borrow it, it so looks, we could watch it it looks like a book off Yes. Yeah, I, I that's, where, that's where we find most yeah, of them. I, I got it from Book Off. Um, and I think it was like, before that, I think it came from Blockbuster, right? It's in a Blockbuster. I think it looks, it's previously a huge case. But it was in great condition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It plays and fine. Yeah, now it's yours. Now I can I, now I, you can watch it with commentary. I, I'm going to, and I will okay. make you listen to me talk <laughs> about Dragon it. Dragonfly Part 2. <laughs> yeah, I paid like two ninety nine for it. I think it's two ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the letterbox reviews. Should we jump into our final thoughts and reviews, or should we talk costs let's, real quick? Let's should do, we do a our... quick Costner, because and then we'll then we'll give do our final thoughts. Yeah. Then we'll do box office and and uh, reviews real quick to end yeah. it. So because uh, yeah, we got to talk about the Costner. The cost. Sure. I mean, we all rewatched Costner, mo- other Costner movies yeah. in advance of this too. Yeah. So because we we just I got some to... Costner thoughts. Yeah. yeah, we just wanted to t- like talk about other Costner movies that we either liked or have thoughts on. Yeah. Uh, let's do a top. Did we say a top five? We said top five. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so we can we can do the stagger it. Stagger. Yeah, so yeah. five five five. Four, four, four. Okay. And we'll rotate around. All right. Uh, since you're our guest, you can so, go first. So five is starting. Starting uh, with your your fifth best. Yeah. Um, this one is mostly like I haven't seen it in years. It's purely for a lot of nostalgic like family connection with Silverado. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a good movie. Never seen uh, it. Manly, it's enjoyable. Very, very Costner enjoyable. and Westerns Makes pair sense. pretty well yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mainly due to the fact that, like, from a long family story, my my brother, the one right above me, we're three years apart, but mm-hmm. um, he grew up thinking Kevin Costner was his real dad. 
Hmm. <laughs> really? But, yeah. For some reason, my okay. my my dad kind of looks like Kevin Costner. Okay. <laughs> Especially like in this movie and in uh, like Open Range. Okay. He looks like my dad uh, to a point that my mom would tell him when he was younger, like, "You see that guy? That's your real dad." <laughs> so when my brother wanted to watch Silverado, he'd say, "Hey, can I watch my real dad?" I think and like. I think your mom's a Costner super fan. She's a Costner super fan, 100%. Yeah. She'll watch That's anything funny. that has him in it. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's involved. Uh, but yeah, no, bottom line too, it's like, you know, it's a fun, a fun, fun western, some good action sure. and shit, and it's my brother's real dad. I love westerns. Yeah, so. yeah fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Draft Day. Which is a movie I, I I told you I just watched twice in the hospital. <laughs> but I have a I have a long running soft spot for draft day, and so yeah. does uh, past guest Travis. We yeah. always talk about our love for draft day. It's a very silly, uh, stupid movie, but uh, it's got like one of those like formulas that just works. Yeah, like as a watchable movie, and I can't help but like enjoy it and um i i'm probably gonna take a while off from watching draft day <laughs> after watching it twice in like 24 hours but uh oh i remember this movie yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's about, totally it's about the nfl draft like yes. when, when i found out they were making a movie about the nfl draft which i do like watching um i thought it was a joke because they were like, yeah, Kevin Costner's here at the draft that year filming his upcoming movie, Draft Day. Because they filmed it at the actual draft, parts yeah. of it. It's, and, it's, uh, a, it's an Ivan Reitman film. Yeah. Ivan Reitman, yeah. yeah. Recently cool. passed, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a it's a corny, enjoyable time. Uh, I love a good corny, enjoyable time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, similar to what you were saying, uh, like, I uh, was pretty much raised by my grandma, who loved Kevin Costner, and we saw, like, a ton of his movies, including Draft Day. Uh, I think that had to have been one of the last movies I saw with her, and she had a great time with it. Uh, just barely missed my top five. My grandma also loved Kevin Costner, and mm-hmm. I saw... Like the bodyguard, I watched multiple times at Same her here. house. Yeah, um, a perfect world was a big mm-hmm. one for yeah. my grandma and I to watch. Yeah, so yeah, every time a costume movie came out, like I saw it with her, like Upside of Anger, McFarland USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but Draft Day just barely missed my top five. Uh, but my number five is. Uh, Revenge, the Tony Scott movie. Mm, never oh, seen that. Never seen yeah. that. But I, I do find myself enjoying Tony Scott films. Yeah, oh, I mean, 80s Tony Scott, absolutely. early 90s Tony Scott. I think it's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, I was just looking at my top five, and they're definitely like the, the darker Kevin Costner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. like the, your McFarlane USA's and stuff. Knights like and Rodanthe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knights and Rodanthe. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, Revenge is a a pretty pretty good revenge movie. It's about revenge. Yeah, it's about it's revenge. Not just a clever title. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Costner, Anthony Quinn, Madeline Stowe, um, violent. You should check it out. Uh, the what I'm trying what to think what version. Uh, this I believe was 1990. 1990. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I have seen the director's cut. Um, but yeah, worth watching. 
So that would be you, Micah. Number four. Number four. I do have Untouchables at number four. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other three are more so like personal choices. Uh-huh. I think you guys might know what number one is from what we talked about earlier. But uh, Untouchables, you know, it's bottom line, it's a very easy film to enjoy. Yeah. It's so straightforward and so entertaining mm-hmm. and Sean Connery's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about this at work the other day, but first time I knew anything about that was learning that they parodied it in oh, Na- yeah. Naked Gun. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> same, same here, yeah. yeah. I I saw Naked Gun 33 and a, 33 and a third before I'd yeah. seen The Untouchables. Same. So I was like, what? This is clearly parodying something. Yeah. I was like, Dad, what is this? Like, I don't know. Untouchables, maybe? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Untouchables is great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, my number four is also The Untouchables. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is coming out on 4K soon. I'll probably try and pick it up because mm-hmm. uh, I don't own that movie already, and I I was like seeing the nice restorations of like old it's, movies. But even already though, like it's a very pretty film. Like it's oh yeah, yeah, so well made. It's yeah. Like, Wow. Well, and De Palma specifically has such a specific, like, style across all of his movies. Those, like, split diopter shots Mm -hmm. and stuff, yeah. Uh, What, I don't want to take us any more tangents this late in the game, but could we say number one De Palma? Um, my number one's Blowout. My number one's Blowout. And my number one's Blowout. Solid. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number two? Gosh, I don't want to say Mission Impossible, but I think it's Mission Impossible. Why would you not say Mission Impossible? Because he's got so many other great titles. It's clearly and... Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, I some of the paradise. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, I I have a, a few uh, dramas that I purchased that mm-hmm. I have not watched yet, oh, like okay. Sisters. So I have some more yeah. of the seventies stuff. Yeah. Um, to watch, like I, Body Doubles, okay. Um. Yeah. Some of that 80s, like, sex stuff doesn't, the, the erotic thrillers don't hold up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to see uh, Dress to Kill. Never seen that, yeah. but. Uh, I, I would say easily in my top three are Blowout, Phantom of the Paradise, mm. and then um, Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I think Carlito's Way would for sure be up there now that I've seen it. I need to see it still. You know what I've never seen, actually? Um, and maybe I'll watch it this week since I keep talking about watching it, or I keep thinking about watching mm-hmm. it. I've never seen Carrie. Oh, Which yeah. is another oh, like okay. famous Wow, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, uh, Carrie's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say, though, if you have not seen a lot of the big De Palma movies, uh, don't watch the documentary De Palma because they show clips that give away like key All scenes from like like a lot of his movies. Yeah, like you see main characters die, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but anyhow, uh, my number four is uh, Bull Durham, one of my favorite baseball movies. I think Bull Durham might be the best baseball movie. Yeah. If I had, I don't know. I, I'd have to really think about it. 
I think we might have done we might have made that list actually yeah. during our uh, our Zoom movie nights. But yeah, uh, did we talk about it on the Bad News Bears episode? No, oh, I don't okay. think we did. That like, been a fun list, like talk, baseball talk movies. Baseball movies. I'm gonna while well, you name your three. I'm gonna see if uh, I made that list already. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna pull up like an older list. I'll just kind of do one off top of my head but i think i probably have oh i meant micah i didn't know i oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't saying let's all do baseball movie lists micah so what's your curious. favorite baseball film um off the top of my head <laughs> yeah actually probably league of their own okay yeah i fucking love league of their own it's so heartwarming it's nice tom hanks is a is fantastic in that movie he's fucking hilarious i forgot to mention i watched like about half hour of league of their own in the hospital also <laughs> because there you go. because amc i guess was showing only sports all movie. sports movies yeah uh, but i, I kind of fell asleep so i didn't log it and i would put moneyball in there too moneyball's yeah moneyball money yeah moneyball's up there for me too we, even though it's not like you know see a lot of baseball it's not like a sports but yeah. yeah no but we did we did do a baseball list and I had Bull Durham as number one. Yeah, I I think I, I might have I've had. I've never seen Bull Durham. I'll have to you should see it. I think I might have had Bad News Bears at number one. Uh, Bad News Bears was uh, you three no you had yeah. Moneyball at number one. Bad oh, okay. News Bears at two. Okay. Little Big League at three and oh. Bull Durham at four. <laughs> Little Big is that my list or is that's, that Travis's? That's your list. Okay. Okay, that's mine. Clearly mine. You even called it for the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is my least favorite baseball movie? Summer Catch. What's my second least favorite? Trouble Hard with ball. the Curve. Third is for the love of the game. <laughs> Wait, what was the one with Jimmy Fallon? Uh, Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch, uh, yeah. That one... That wasn't good. Oh, you know, I don't think I've ever seen Fever Pitch, actually. Oh, you have? Oh, you have. Yeah, you have. You have it at uh, 14 out of 25. Maybe I have seen it list. then. Uh, you got I mean, you got Mr. Baseball too low in my opinion. Sorry. So would <laughs> would basketball count? Uh, I wouldn't count it. Right? No. Nah. It's a basketball movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's uh, the one. It's number one with the ball. That's probably on my, my basketball favorite list. basketball movie though. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, let's get back on back, track. Yeah, we're like we got like way off track. Uh, uh, number three, Costner. Number three, Costner. Uh, Waterworld. Wow. Okay. I, okay. I love Waterworld. It's so ridiculous. That's Dennis an... Hopper is a killer, and yeah, it's fantastic. It's a good time. It's terrible, and it's 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 the best. Now the Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios <laughs> uh-huh. still exists, it's phenomenal. right? Phenomenal. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, because yeah, yes. I I was okay. there in like 2018, I want to say, and I saw it then, but I didn't know if it had survived like pandemic and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think sure it is. There, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Waterworld I think is another one that's been reappla- reappraised within the last like ten years. It's like, where they're, like, at least interesting. Yeah, I I mean I just remember seeing it when I was maybe nine or ten years old. I'm just been like, damn, this is mm-hmm. crazy. This guy's drinking in his piss. theaters. No, drinking his piss because I was like nine or ten when I saw it in theaters. Yeah, no, like it's yeah. one that like my dad had on, or I just like saw it on like yeah. one of our cable channels. I was like, oh, this yeah. sounds interesting. I have Waterworld towards the bottom of mine, but if I had to, I would probably move it up a little bit. Like the last time I did this, it is at least a far more fun time than Dragonfly. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I've got Waterworld. uh, I know we're not doing the whole Costner list, but I've got it between uh, after Tin Cup, but before Field of Dreams. Okay. 
I respect that. I love Philly Dreams. It's a, it's a lot better than The Postman, which is like a similar <laughs> big reach but huge failure yeah. movie. I've been meaning to ask about that because I've never seen it. And like the concept sounds it's, it's, interesting. It's my least favorite Kevin Costner movie. Damn. It's okay. terrible. Uh, uh, it's, it's like... It's not my least favorite Costner movie. Really? What is Dragonfly? For the love of the game. For the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like For the Love of the Game less than Mr. Brooks or Dragonfly? <laughs> it's one spot lower than Dragonfly. <laughs> Mr. Brooks is very bad though. Yeah. But I got Postman and Three Thousand Miles to Graceland a little lower than Mr. Brooks. Alright. Uh well my number three, Costner, is a perfect world, which I just rewatched today. That movie's actually like really good. It it kinda surprised me how good it was. Yeah. Because I used to watch that as a kid with my grandma a lot. Not really a kid-appropriate movie, but there's, like, a kid in it. So, mm-hmm. you know how you know how when there's, like, a kid in a movie, yeah. you, it appeals to you it as goes a kid? Kids, yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those, and then my grandma loved Kevin Costner. But uh, that movie's actually, like, really good. Um, an underrated part yeah. of the Clint Eastwood yeah. uh, directorial canon. Yeah. And I, apparently he wasn't even going to be in it, and then hmm. Costner convinced him to be in it. Yeah. And I wish that he wasn't in it at all, because mm-hmm. that character is not, like, Clint Eastwood's character in that movie is pretty nothing, really, when yeah. you watch it. Like, But I think it's um, I think it's my favorite Costner performance in any it movie. It could be, yeah. Because he really, like, he plays like a, a bad guy. And yeah. it, like like a genuinely not good guy, although he still has a lot of the Costner charm. Yeah, but he he balances the two very well. Um, I think he's great in that movie. Yeah, and yeah, I I did watch that a lot when I was a little kid, and then I watched it like probably like five years ago, and it really does hold up. I think. It's yeah. Like, up there with, I think, my favorite Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah, it's... I, I was I was surprised. Like, I, I expected to think it was, like, pretty good or whatever, uh-huh. but I was like, oh, damn, this movie's actually, like, really underrated. And that's another movie that nobody talks about anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I if you want to borrow it, Micah, I got it. I think I'd like to. I do actually On Blu-ray, it. though. I don't have Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, it's on uh, Pluto. I watched it on Pluto for Is that free a streaming today. Site? It's a free. So oh, you don't yeah, even okay, need okay. to sign up for it. There's ads, but that's how I watched it. I'm today. cool with ads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number three is The Untouchables. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Really good movie. Um, great ending. Easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, don't watch the De Palma documentary because you see when certain characters die. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a problem. We've all seen, yeah. for us anyway, yeah. we've all seen The Untouchables, but there are some other top revenge. or upper echelon. Yeah. I have to see Revenge too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Untouchables is great. Uh, number two. Uh, I have No Way Out. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. It's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Suspenseful. Yeah. Um, it's the cost, and yeah. uh, I think Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Gene Hackman is a politician. Accidentally kills his wife or mm-hmm. partner, lover, whatever it is, and it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. overlapping, suspenseful stories all going yeah. on at once, and it's a. Uh, that's yeah. very entertaining. That it's, seems like the kind of movie we would have seen. Yeah, I've never seen No Way Out. But everything you just said, like, checks off all kinds of 
comfort boxes yeah, for me. Yeah, no, it's very, very entertaining. Uh, it moves really fast. Again, pretty much with any costume movie, either my mom or my dad, but this one was my dad. Yeah. Just had it on one morning, and I, you know, crawled into his lap, and I'm, like, eight years old, and he was like, hey, this is a good movie, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Watched the whole thing. I'm yeah. Like, fucking sweating at eight years old, like, is he going to be okay? What's going on right now? <laughs> But no, it's a very entertaining movie, and he he, he plays a pretty solid character. He's in like yeah. a nice little like cute all white like Marines outfit the mm-hmm. whole time, and yeah, classic I've seen hand, the trailer, classic sure. handsome cost, yeah, yeah. I mean that's like the golden age of the American thriller. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, like ninety ninety uh, ninety two oh, or three, 80, right? Eighty seven for that one. No way out. Yeah. So I was trying to think about like. Costner's career trajectory. So I'd say like around that time, like the Untouchables time and No Way Out, that's when he was like Peaking. becoming like a huge movie star. The cost, yeah. And then when I was like six or seven, that's when I became aware of who he was. And I saw was like, that was that around like the Bodyguard? That was like the Bodyguard yeah. and uh, Robin Hood and uh, yeah, like around that time. And JFK. that's in JFK. Does anybody have Robin Hood on their list? I it's don't. somewhere on my list, not high, but uh, but at that point, like when I was like six or seven, he was like the one of the biggest movie stars. Yeah, and then like mid nineties was Waterworld, and then like ninety seven was Postman when he had a couple of back to back. Well, uh, like Dancing was with Wolves. That was nineties. That was nineteen ninety. Yeah, but then he had a couple flops with yeah. Postman and Waterworld. Waterworld. Well, it was considered it was, at the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think it made like actually kind of a decent amount of money, but for some reason, it's always considered like a flop. I think it just because it was really expensive. Yeah, yeah. it cost like huge expectations. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a name. Why? <laughs> Waterworld. It's like okay. Kevin Costner webbed feet movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a tough sell, you know. It opens with him pissing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Dragonfly is like classic him Amazing. like middle aged like after like a couple flops. Yeah. That's him kind of trying to hold on to the stardom thing. Yeah, that was before an he becomes more of like an elder statesman. Yeah. guy in movies like that's him still trying to be a leading man but struggling. Right. Uh, my number two, your number two was. No way out. No way out. No way out. That's right. Okay. My number two is Bull Durham. Uh, I love Susan Sarandon Yeah. in that movie. I love her in general. Yeah. But um, And then uh, Tim Robbins Tim is Robbins. great in that movie. Yeah. it's a That's a really good... It's a really good Tim Robbins movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Tim Robbins performance. I had to... Not, I'm not going to bog us down further doing the Tim <laughs> Robbins list. But. Yeah. Uh, and then my number two is A Perfect World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really like A Perfect World. Uh, holds up, like I said. Yeah, the, that movie's really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. So number one time. Open Range. Open okay. Range, nice. All right. I, I love I think Open Range. I respect after, it. After rewatching it, I'm like, fuck, this is, yeah. it's, a, it's fantastic. It, it sounds flows like... so well. Sounds like I gotta rewatch Open Range. Amazing. Because I haven't seen fight. it since yeah. 2003. And, you know, like Kevin Costner, he, he plays just kind of like a quiet yeah. badass the whole time. And it's like, alright, like, I can. I, 
I can go with this. I, I think Open Range is uh, his best directorial movie. I, I, yeah. Because, I mean, his other two are Dances with Wolves, which is, I think... <laughs> Not yeah. very good. Kind uh, of another one over time has been a little bit more. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. touched upon, which yeah. I agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and the postman. And the postman, which I think is awful. <laughs> uh, fun fact: uh, I uh, once stayed at the house of the guy who wrote the book and screenplay for Dances with Wolves. Damn. And I saw his Oscar. <laughs> Wild. And, and and then what? That like okay. So I used to work for this like publishing company. And he was, like, one of our clients. And so we went to his, like, compound in, like, Arizona. And then I found myself at his compound by myself, just, like, wandering looking around, looking, stuff, like, looking huh. at his Oscar. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, <laughs> weird, a weird day. A weird couple <laughs> yeah, of days. But, uh, yeah. I uh, would say, uh, if you haven't watched him recently, rewatch Open Range. It's... Yeah. I think I might. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. It it sits well. Since theaters for yeah. me. What was his big trailer line? You the one that killed my friend? Yeah. And then he shoots him? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. You the one yeah. that killed my friend? And then he goes, yeah. I did. Shot the boy, too. Yeah. yeah. He goes, whoosh. Yeah. Right in the forehead. Love a good Western. I'm yeah. kind of in a Western mood right that, now. That's what's Deadwood. great about that one. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just... It's pretty, like, straightforward. It's just straightforward. Yeah. Pretty gritty, like... Yeah. There's not a lot of fluff to it. Like, sure, there's, like, a bit of a love story, but it doesn't lean into it that you're like, ugh, okay, come on. Yeah. But yeah. it's great. Very, very enjoyable. Yeah. I, I really remember the, like, the Robert Duvall stuff from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, oh, that sticks in my crawl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's been about ten years now. Call that a decade. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that line so well. Man, we saw that trailer so many that times. That was a trailer we saw a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They call that a decade. They call that a decade. Hey, they call that a decade. Uh, my number my number one Costner is JFK. I've never seen it. Oh, that's what you should borrow. Yeah. yeah. JFK is really good. It's long, but like uh I mean it's also cool. I mean, because like Oliver Stone's a very noted conspiracy theorist. Um, but I think, like, time has kind of proven him correct on JFK and probably mm-hmm. being killed by the CF- CIA mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like he, he did that documentary last year on, like, yeah. Showtime, I think. I didn't watch it. But I heard it's basically just him kind of like, and like, see, I was right about all this, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, yeah, no, JFK's JFK's awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, and my number one is JFK. JFK rules. I have to uh, watch JFK. It, it's what it's I'm fantastic. To. It's yeah. a a very rewatchable movie. Like it's one of those if I come upon it on cable or something, you're going for I'll it. I'll just watch it to completion. Gary Oldman is Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, you oh, you name, name an actor, Micah, and there. Oh, there's JFK. so many people in that movie. That, like, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, maybe not Goldblum, but if you were... A lot of people. If you were, <laughs> not everybody, a lot of people. If you were to have said uh, John Candy... Oh, John Candy? Jack Lemmon, or yeah. Walter Matthau, Crazy. or uh, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Well, Vincent Zanofrio. Yeah. Sissy Spacek. Uh, Ed Asner. Ed Asner's in it. Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Kevin Wayne Bacon. Knight. Michael Rooker. 
Uh, Donald Sutherland. This is crazy. Brian Doyle Murray. It's a... Joe Pesci? Yep. A ter- I was going to say terrific, but a very interesting and maybe terrific Joe Tommy Pesci. Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> Kevin Bacon? Yeah. No, what? Is this streaming? I'm going to watch this tonight. Yeah, you, you can find that movie. You could rent it for like three bucks. Yeah. Probably, but... JFK is so goddamn entertaining. Um, I, I got to watch it. I was going to borrow Nixon from you tonight, actually, because I feel like we had just talked about that. Yeah. And that's that's an Oliver Stone. Nixon I like a lot. It's not as... Uh, it's a little longer than JFK, and it's yeah. not as sensational, but mm. it's also really... It's really good. Yeah. Good performances. I'll definitely have to watch JFK. James Woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's uh, wrap up Dragonfly with yeah, our uh, with our grades. Grades. Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Uh, I'll give it an F. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that's too low, Micah. But... No, no, no. no I'll, just, I'll just say I'm gonna give it a D. J. No, it's fine. I get like, that. Yeah. I do have some connection to it. Yeah, totally. But yeah. Uh, I fully accept after watching it again. This shit, this shit was a bummer. Because there's like plenty of stuff I saw when I was a kid that I like appreciate for nostalgia's sake, but uh, this isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so F F and D. F F and D. Okay. I think this for me is could be the worst one we've watched in this Odyssey. I can't say that. You would go with Rollerball. I would still go with Rollerball, and I would still go with Snow Dogs. But it is the third member of the F Club, along mm-hmm. with those two. Yeah. Um, I'll <laughs> tell you, if you ever, since you were looking up letterbox reviews for this, if you ever feel like losing your mind, watch Rollerball 2002, and then read the letterbox reviews for it, because you will lose your mind. Because there's so many people doing, like, insane mental gymnastics trying to convince themselves and that, the reader that, that it it's has a good movie. yeah that it has some sort of intrinsic value there was a there was maybe like four of those for dragonfly yeah that it, but most of them ended up tying back to like yeah this was a movie my grandma liked a yeah lot. Right? <laughs> yeah it's really good it's like no yeah but then there's like one guy that's like oh what a study on grief yeah and, no yeah. There, there was uh, maybe it's one or two trauma. of those yeah yeah this movie handles its argument about uh, about faith and, and, and heaven so well. Yeah. So nuanced. It, like, yeah. What? I didn't really pick up on it at the time, but it makes sense that like Tom Shadiak would do like Bruce Almighty and stuff after this. Yeah, totally. Know? Yeah. Um, all right, so this movie had an estimated budget of about $60 million. Uh, let's see. It uh, did not make that back. Um, it didn't do particularly well um it did 10 million opening weekend it was number three at the box office behind john q which was number two and queen of the damned was number one actually wow um it went on to gross only 30 million in the states and then did another 22 internationally so it only made 52 so it didn't make its budget back um so it was a flop. It was a flop, yeah. I think you could say. I think uh, that's... Um, I mean, it, 
I can't imagine a movie like this getting $60 million nowadays. No. Because if you adjust that for inflation, like, obviously I'm not an economics expert, but that would be, like, <laughs> at least $80 million. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine a movie, like, yeah. with this premise costing $80 right. million now? Yeah. They would make it for, like, 10 bucks nowadays. Yeah. I did, I did read, though, that it was a, uh, a spyglass entertainment film, which did The Sixth Sense and... I think they were kind of pushing it in a very similar way. They were, yeah, they totally were desperate like, for that next, yeah, next hit on the heels of that. Um, how do you think this movie did uh, with critics? Well, so here's my frame of reference. <laughs> I remember the Ebert review being a one star. I remember the Entertainment Weekly review being like a D or D minus maybe, and I thought it was awful at the time. <laughs> uh, so I would think, like, on the very low side, I'm going to say, like, uh, 11%. Okay. You're okay. talking about the... the, uh, the this, this is the, is the tomato, tomato score, tomato. yeah. Tomato so, well, I I saw it. I'm pretty okay. sure I know what it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then... So, so I don't, I don't want to... Just say, do you know what it is? I I always I'm You're the, I'm the the moderator the moderator okay. so I always know. So yeah. you guessed eleven. I'll just guess. I mean, I'll, I'll say what I think what I saw yeah. was. It said it was seven. It's seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so it was 7%. very low. Very yeah. low. Yeah. Um. I I couldn't find the cinema score for this. Uh. Did, did you find that? I'll check. Uh, but the audience score is interesting because it's a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, the thing about cinema score, because this happens a lot of the time, like whenever a conservative piece of media, like a conservative critic or whatever, is always like, look at this dichotomy between the critics and the American people. And it's like, no, the only people that go on there and rate a movie for the cinema score are people that like it. Yeah. It's just people doing that because they like it. So it's like, there's no, nothing really to glean no. from that. Now, this is the cinema score? This is no, like this the, the Rotten audience Tomatoes. Score. The Rotten Tomatoes audience, audience score. Okay. score. Yeah, I didn't see the cinema score. Now, so the cinema score is like, um, is that like from test screenings maybe or like, uh, uh, like I think maybe just people being polled after leaving yeah, the theater yeah I don't know how they used to do it and I think it still happens um, mm -hmm. so I do I do have the the cinema score for Dragonfly I got okay. it pulled up here and what what rating scale is this on this is A B C D F okay it's letter yeah. grade okay yeah. yeah letter grade is it with minuses and pluses uh huh okay, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, so this is like what audiences thought of it at the time, like in general. What what grade, Micah? Do you think? What audiences thought? Yeah, I'd say a just B the general to a C plus. Okay, B minus C plus. Damn. I'll I'll go straight B. A lot of times it's higher than than, yeah. uh, than you would think. Mm -hmm. It is a. B plus. <laughs> yeah, so oh, it high. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, movies like Solaris get an F. Mm -hmm. The Solaris remake, that is. Hasn't yeah. the Solaris remake kind of been like more so respected? I think days? it always was. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe I mean, like I've never seen it. I've seen the original and I like it a lot. It's one of those movies where the people that give grades so low, like an F, like that, like <laughs> same with It Comes at Night. 
were the people that like had false expectations. They yes. just didn't know what they were getting into. Totally. So Solaris, people see a George Clooney sci-fi movie in like 2003, and they're like, "Oh, this is gonna, this, this is gonna, gonna be, be like, charming George Clooney, but in space." And it's like, and no, it's produced by James Cameron, so they think, yeah. "Oh, all right, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of action here." And no, it's a it's sad, like quiet, sad breathing, like yeah. Cliff Martinez score. Well, how uh, how how similar is it to the like the original? Uh, similar, like in. Uh, pacing for sure like it's slow yeah. and quiet uh but uh, much more trimmed down and a little bit more of a love story that's okay yeah that's, uh, a, that's it's only like right as i was watching the original one yeah it's only like 90 minutes long and the original is obviously like three it's hours long, long. As fuck yeah that shit i got so drunk when i was watching it, but I loved <laughs> it so. you got drunk and watched solaris yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so that's dragonfly that's Dragonfly. We classic, did it. We talked about film. it. We talked about a lot of stuff. National treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what? What's next on the on the schedule? Monsoon wedding. Monsoon wedding. Which I don't think we have a guest for. So no. you and I can watch that. Yeah. Whatever. Um. And then Queen of the Damned, which I think, I think Chris will be returning. I think for we're that. gonna have Mr. Chris back for that one. Yep. Ooh. Listeners will remember from Rollerball. Rollerball. Yeah. Um, uh, Micah, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, anything you want to plug? Uh, we do plugs here. Uh, yeah. You can check out my band, Band Apart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to donate to my wedding, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at MicahJordan420. M I C A H Jordan420. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tag you in the photo yeah. when we post it. So. I'm getting married. Help me pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, no. I hope I can come back for the Spy Kids episode. I'm very excited. Yeah, sure. Because I, 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 I had a very, very good time. Yeah, I mean, you could probably come back for whatever you want. Hopefully you had a good time just hanging out in the shed like, talking for... 2002 three, HQ. 2002 HQ. There you go. Yeah. No, I like it. I love it. Yeah. Um, you want some more of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I think we also, like, we talked about this once, Dan, that on the Monsoon Wedding episode, we would also, um, do the cinema score game for the oh, movies yeah. that we didn't do the cinema score game for, because Which that was like a late, a late addition to sure. the, the yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. We'll all have to be. I mean, am I guessing them? All? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could try or we could we just could, we could just guess and then look it up after sure and we do it that way yeah yeah uh yeah well that's about it uh thank you for listening please rate review and subscribe yep yeah uh yeah i don't think there's anything else we have to plug at the moment uh band apart's playing at the vine on fourth street next friday June 3rd. June 3rd. Band okay. Apart. And that is in Long Beach. Yes. Because I think we have listeners outside of Long Beach. We do Beach. have listeners outside of Long Beach, but we, have, I would say, have a high Long Beach uh, yeah. uh, contingent. We've got at least one listener in Israel. Nice. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good friend of ours. Uh, yeah. Well, thank, again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for Monsoon Wedding. Adios. Bye. Bye, everybody.